What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Well, what's the crack, everybody? How are you getting on? Ah. Welcome to episode 189 of Bookshot, baby. What's the crack? You well. It's been an alright week. Bit sticky. Bit fucking humid. But we can get there. We get there. We've people now listening in Florida going, you fucking joke me. Try 99% humidity continuously. Here's me suggesting there's people in Florida listen to this. There probably is. We have quite a few people in the Americas. What's the crack? It is Friday the 11th of June 2021. Or if you're a patron, you would have gotten this kind of late last night, but I recorded it literally two minutes ago, which I'm speaking to you from last night, which uh, Christ almighty, I'm like fucking Doc Brown here, lads. Marty McFly and Doc Brown talk about the time fucking space shift continuum. Like any of us know what that is. Well, you're all very welcome. If you're brand new to it, hey, have a look. 189 episodes. Guess how many others there is. Well, you're wrong. There's fucking rakes more than that. Because there's 123 Ramble Pods as well. I was sticking out a Patreon-only Ramble Pod this week. But we have started moving stuff over. I'm getting wired for electricity at the minute. So the new studio, there's going to be a lot of penton and what's not so there's a little bit of disruption i have all my i have notes and everything made but i will get out of rabbit pot i might even get out two next week purely for the patrons but you will be getting the video to this and the ad free content as well you know you're getting the early access to all the tom and jerry show stuff so i suppose there's not too bad getting three shows out to you this week it's not too bad but i do like to get the four between this you know the bookshot uh rabbit pods tom and jerry show and of course the Tom and Jerry Show bonus episodes, which had Bernard Jackman tell a fucking brilliant story about his time trying to just corral a bunch of professional French rugby players to Toulouse, essentially. And it was heartbreaking from beginning to end. So go check out the Tom and Jerry Show if you're brand new. Have a gander. There's loads. I think there's like 37 or 38 episodes up there of good stuff. Bags to get through bags to get through so yes thank you very much patron also it was going to be a struggle to get out the video to the rabbit pod this week because my camera i've been overusing it it shit the bed during the live the live feed last week it was kind of getting a bit ropey the week previous and it was just i was kind of blending into the background weirdly and just shit the bed and i then plugged in the old old camera and that made me look like i had been to the actual sun for some reason i looked like hellboy my skin was bright red and my eyes were just hyper blue but it made for a funny interaction with all the patrons over on the live feed. With a, yeah, live podcast with the Patreons last Sunday. Powerful crack. Powerful crack. We had some good news. We had some, you know, heartbreaking news. Shared amongst each other. None of it recorded. Loosey-goosey. Drinksy-weeks he's had. We'll have another one in a couple of weeks. So, you know, if you're thinking about becoming a Patreon, do. Because you get all those benefits. There you go. You know the crack. Follow me on all the usual platforms. I'm everywhere. Podcast is everywhere. Follow Tom and Jerry everywhere. Leave a review because I'm the planning is in place. Ten weeks out, ten weeks and well, eleven weeks out and counting to the two hundredth episode, which I want to do live. I want to do a live episode 
They're up to 200 ones, so we're 11 weeks out. Please, Jesus, let everything be open back up. That would set us somewhere, what, what's that, two and a half months? That would put us somewhere probably in close to, close to September, I would imagine. No, well, it would, yeah, kind of, uh, maybe, maybe the end of August. I have no idea. I have no mathematical brain. It's late at night. I, if I can get it pulled off, but we don't fucking know what's happening with theatres and shit. But there's loads more podcasty stuff coming with various other platforms that people I'm jumping on with. Lots more funny stuff in the pipeline, lads. So stay fucking tuned. Um, yes, I just plugged in my phone there. It's nearly blew my head off with the, the little tone to tell you you've plugged in your phone. Anyway, that is everything. You need to know if you are brand new, the people that are not brand new and are being there since the beginning are going, would you shut the fuck up and get to today's guest? I, I get you. I hear you. And I am. Today's guest, uh, he, it's his second time. It's returned back to Buckshot. Tom Savage is his name. Uh, what an interesting time Tom has had in between our last fucking meeting and this one. Incredible. We've had nobody on the podcast share this life experience, I mean not even fucking close to this absolute unbelievable fucking digging yourself, talk about pulling yourself by your bootstraps, both fucking metaphorically and physically, but mentally, to take himself to a point where he is absolutely fucking crushing it at the top of the fucking food chain when it comes to sports media really you know it is based primarily on monster rugby but the reality is he covers a lot of rugby but makes it fucking fun too and kind of pulls back the kayfabe the old uh, curtain on where his inspiration comes from but the fucking incredible story this was just a brilliant brilliant podcast so you know what cancel all the rest of your shit for the day just sit back and enjoy the fantastic tom savage Mr. TRK himself, Tom Savage. What a on the, great on the mic name. that came up my phone. <laughs> to be fair to you, it's a good fucking mic. There's... I have a professional mic that I could have used, but the mic that came up my phone on this little thing is actually better. Isn't that a signal? It is a signal. That's a I paid 100 signer. euro for the phone, and I paid uh, 120, 130 euro for that fucking <laughs> mic, and this, and this is better. This <laughs> is like feeling a bit steamed. I know, yeah, like I've I've this thing here, like but like what that does it it's fine, it's nearly fine for voiceover. But if I was speaking to you, there's no fucking way you could listen to me for an hour and go, Tom, seriously, because it's very hi Tom. Hi. I'm like the caramel bunny trying to fucking sell you something <laughs> over this side. Like, the audio is, is too rich. It's to way too it's way too rich. It's way too rich. Without the two of us being in the same room and properly have it i don't think people buy it they're like listen we all know about zoom let's stop fucking bullshit you know what i mean yeah, it's like they, they want a little bit of that authentic just kind of rubbishness on in the audio last yeah. time in, in in the pub you had the nice mics yeah they work yeah they work good they work despite the fact that there was ambulances going by we were technically in a pub albeit a beer garden supping yeah, getting shot the whole lot we're in on the mean streets of cork city <laughs> <laughs> I don't. Cork never really kicked off with the rough, rough thing. How did they keep it in control? And like, because Galway goes wild every so often. Limerick is Limerick. Limerick, Dublin is Dublin. 
How I think they... it, just, it, it stays in the Cork bubble. Is I that think it? People, it's just the kind of the thing, because you know, like when, like, if, if you, you know, you're, you're, you're not from Cork. I'm from the, the good area of Cork. But if you look at Cork City, <laughs> like, whenever you see people on the rail, like on, like on airplanes, right? Like, if you're leaving in an airplane from Cork Airport going somewhere, there'll be people on there who'll be just like, um, you know, the, you know, when they say we will now be landing into Cork or whatever else, and somebody will go, woo, yeah, Cork. Yeah. It's yeah. almost like there's a kind of a, we'll oh. try and keep this in house almost so that if there is too much of a kickoff, we'll just be like, let nobody outside the borders find out about this. Yes. In house. I'll tell you what, when I lived in Cove many years ago, this was in and around 2007, 2008, 2009, around that time. There was a gang that started off down in Cove. A gang? Called a gang, a gang. And they were actually a gang called the Blazing Squad. Now, you might be thinking, <laughs> wasn't there a band called that? And <laughs> there was. Around the I same just time. Want, I imagine jackets, like all with jackets, the Blazing Squad. No, they had homegrown or homemade tattoos on their necks. A B oh and that kind of, you know that, you know that S that was everywhere, the first meme in yes. secondary schools, yeah, on yeah, their yeah. necks, BS for the Blazing Squad, and they would go around causing hassling in in, in cold with the weekends, kicking over bins and so on, <laughs> getting oh. into fights with other bands like I don't know Westlife or whatever they call themselves. They always but... flicking their fingers and they're flicking. <laughs> West Side, West Side <laughs> Story kicking up. <laughs> I remember just at the time, it was just like Blazing Squad. And every time anybody heard, oh, yeah, oh, the Blazing Squad. It was like, aren't they the band? But like there was like 40,000 fellas in that band. So it's just like, is this just a chapter of that band? <laughs> Do they have a farm, an academy system? It was just, it was wild. But like, is in, yeah, look, you never really hear a lot of stuff kicking off in Cork. It doesn't really happen. It doesn't really happen. Although... I I think you're. I think you're right. Cork people are very good for keeping. It's almost like the the Irish media rugby players, but Irish rugby players era. We keep that quiet now. We just keep uh, the good side out all the time. The shiny needs, side. Who out. needs to know any of those? Sure, look at what who good would it do. I got, there was a great story of there's a, uh, you know, since I've moved back to Tipperary, getting all these unbelievable stories that I would have never appreciated before, and almost in the the team of the Cork thing, there was a, a guy up the road who had a a brother, and it, the brother was. But for all intents and purposes, absolutely acute who are put as would come across as say at the time a bit deft. So they had to keep him out of and there was a match being made with this chap, and they had to keep the deft brother, as they called him, down the room. And the only way he'd stay down the room would be if they gave him cake. And they says, Now there's some cake, stay in the room and don't you fucking appear while I, the parents and this girl are checking us out because our match will be made with fucking Dan above in the room. So don't be acting. It's fine. I'm just give me cake. I I'm I, I'll fill my boots down here. You do your shit. I do me. You do you. I'll stay down here. Don't you come up here. Do not appear. And literally, as things were going great, he ran out of cake and opened the door with his plate out going, I'm going to fucking appear. I'm going to appear unless some cake arrives down. And the story went that I'm going to. And it was almost like that with the Cork thing. Like every so often, like some mad whore from Cork would stick their hand, their, gay, their hand for cake past the Dunkettle roundabout. <laughs> Trouble. And, and all of a sudden, Michal Martin has to come on, you know, fly on the back of a winged monkey down from Dublin. With Break a big COVID cake. protocols to come down. <laughs> start, where, lads? What did I say? <laughs> Although I'll tell you what, like when I, when I was like, when I was kind of moving from West Cork up to the city for, for college, my parents had this kind of idea that Cork City was, was quite rough. Oh, yeah, of course. It's in the city, big city. It must be rough. So 
one of the areas where I was looking to go at the time was Barrick Street. There was rent college. was cheap there. College, people, college, yeah. college area, yeah. So at the time, or maybe back in my parents' time, uh, Barrick Street had the reputation of being this super rough place. And I was just like, it's not rough. It's not. Look, there's, there's all students there's there. There's homeless now. There's coffee places. There's bars. There's a Garda station that's just down, the, like, that's just over across the road. What could possibly go wrong? So yeah. we sign up for it anyway. And literally, I think one of the first weeks that I was there, uh, somebody got set ablaze, literally set on fire. Like it's a bit on the monk. street, Like with petrol doused over him and set on fire. <laughs> he wasn't a monster rugby player. <laughs> <laughs> well, we don't know. It's like, did he, <laughs> like, like uh, that's, Jesus, but like when you look at what the fuck, lads. <laughs> I mean, you, three of you, I have a come from a culture I've known about barbecues and stuff. Fuck, she was petrol. Yeah, it's just like, and uh, but honestly, look, you are from rural Ireland. I am from rural Ireland. Mm-hmm. We use petrol to set things on fire here. Yeah. No, it's it's true. It, it is. It, it is absolutely true. It is absolutely it is. true. Like I was, re- I was reading that people like there's a huge exclamation for people going. Fucking petrol, lads. It's like, yep, yep. In fact, fucking absolutely, yep. Yep. yeah. Yeah. I mean, what what else would you be using? You like, need to get there's a, there's a, there's a, point A to point B, and you need fire to go. Petrol. The board pneumonia fire lighters. <laughs> no, thank you. No, no, thank you. <laughs> Let's just skip that. Throw the petrol in. Now, ideally, it wouldn't catch fire, but shit happens with <laughs> petrol. <laughs> they should put that should be the tagline for petrol. Shit happens. <laughs> If you're not careful with petrol, I'm sensing a new T-shirt coming out of coming out of TRK right now. Oh, stop! No, that's one of the, that's one of the forbidden ones. Couldn't do that. No, you couldn't do that. But yeah, no, lots changed since I last spoke to you. Yeah, Jesus, man. Well, obviously, I moved back down to two months and all the rest of it. We've, mm-hmm. I've, I was married. We've had a child since then. Mm-hmm. Um, I've seen him on Instagram. He's the bop off you. He is, yeah. And for the ages, I was kind of, people going, oh, he's really like you. I was like, no, he looks like a little old Asian man. What are you talking about? Like, do I look like a little old pirate? And then the, the thing that weirded me out was like, my, my male friends who would like tough blokes in comedy give you no compliments. They go, he's the head off you. He's really cute. And I'm like, do you find me cute? Is that, what you're, that, that what you're means saying? I'm cute. <laughs> Why, thank you. But, but now, yeah, you can see it. All. Yeah, there's... I, but you, you don't, I didn't really see it for ages. And then that what I actually saw was my grandfather's look. My grandfather, he, he was a hundred. He passed away there about a month ago. But he, he had this look, lovely man. But he had a look that would stop your fucking heart if you did something wrong. You know, that look that takes years to develop or just genetically you have it. That look that would freeze your fucking blood just with his fucking look. Peter O'Mahony has it. Yes. Yeah, you know, yeah, the, the kind of, before he goes, look. yeah. <laughs> a bit of pee comes out you know a bit of piss comes out like a, and he has it he had it at six months step into the world of power loyalty and luck i'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse with family cannolis and spins mean everything now you want to get mixed up in the family business introducing the godfather at chabacasino.com Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. With the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. 
This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. He had it at six months. The fucking dog was losing her life fucking barking at something in the tree and he just shot the dog a fucking look and the dog stopped. That's good. That will serve him well I in rural so. Ireland. I think so. Yeah, 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 yeah. But he's such a fucking farmer of young flute. There's no way he could have raised him in Dublin. He just would have found himself drawn back to his roots and like wearing wellies to primary school and stuff. He just would have been a laughing stock. You just no, he's suited it, to it, this it, environment. It wouldn't suit some people are just too country for the city. Yeah, and that's my problem. <laughs> don't sound it, but I'm too country for the city. I get spooked by all the noises. I know, and that's a good country song. If ever you were thinking of TRK branch in some country music, that's a great that's a great title of a song. Do, do you know what? Since I've been back down here, country and Irish music. Tell you what, you can't beat it. There's a lot to be said for it. I tell you, it's, for simplicity. Un- it's an underground thing that I, if, if I had my time over, I'd learn three strings on the guitar and go on the fucking road with country and learn, music. And learn three song topics. That's it. Your hometown, yep. your home country, and your mother. Those are the three topics in country and Irish songs. If you get them, you can write any song. Anything. Anything. Like, just know a couple of towns in each county would be handy too. You're off the front. And if you have something automotive, for your back catalog. Oh, there you go. There you go. You 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 you'll get that money. There's a there's a there's a, a, a crowd down here. They're called Natural Gas. They basically do the version of a musical meme every now and then. If something creates goes into the news, yeah, kind of deep enough so that it'll show up on your uncle's Facebook, they'll make a song about it. <laughs> they've done songs about the Queen, they've done songs about all this other stuff, and you'd hear it on the country in Irish, because like we have C103 down here. Yes. And it's like you've the country and Irish thing on, on the Sunday afternoon while the dinner's being made, John Green on country on C103, and all these country songs about just that there was like there was a guy the other day, right? Because they have this in C103. They started this influencer style stuff now. Really? Kind of. There was this guy comes in and he's kind of he's he's doing this bit where he was just like, people in life get anxious, okay? Anxiety, a lot of people in this world, they are very anxious. But you know what I've found? It is literally impossible for you to be gracious and nervous at the same time. If you have gratitude in your life, you just can't be anxious. It's impossible. I'm just like, really? <laughs> no, I can, Let's I can, see. I'm pretty sure you're wrong. I'm pretty sure you're wrong there. I'm, I'm, no, I'm no rocket surgeon, but I'm pretty sure you're wrong. <laughs> But that kind of stuff hit the internet around 2013, 2014. Yeah. So I'm expecting all those kind of Pepe memes and the far right stuff to, <laughs> to land on C103 in around two years' time. So they all, they all start voting for Trump over here and they're wondering, well, how the hell did this happen? It's just taken that long to percolate down. Let's be storming the Capitol building and everything. Like <laughs> <laughs> in fucking Dripsy walking around with a buffalo hat. Yeah, do, you know, do you know what? No, but you should, you should make America great again. <laughs> In fairness, they were right. Oh, Lord. But anyway, get a lot has fucking what TRK has become. I, I've gone out of focus. I've got, I've, I've blended into, oh, there oh, we are. I've oh, there blended in for anybody uh, listening to audio. I just go pure 
loving up to Tom. I'm wearing my 2006 jersey, which was in Gardaf. And I'm uh, my backdrop is because Tom hasn't enough monster in his life. I'm just monstering the monster out of this monster. Gosh, I'm, I'm wearing a red T-shirt. I was wearing red runners. And I've got some of my old merch on the back of this chair here. Beautiful. From many years ago that people confused for Ulster merch. But <laughs> there it is. It does have a David Humphreys vibe about it, all right, in all fairness. Like, you oh, know, it does. The educated. Is he a solicitor? Kind of look to him. Yeah, That's yeah, yeah, yeah. But Because TRK, because for anybody who's wondering who's in a rugby, like, it nearly crosses all... Like there's there's people I would say follow three red kings who don't really give much of a shit about rugby, but you put up some banging stuff in all fairness. Like there's there is definite tongue and cheek. And what I think people nearly watch it voyeurishly because you'll put up a tongue and cheek post for the Dermots to come out of the fucking woodwork, who just their hooks, like mackerel in August, you put 20 hooks on a fucking line, <laughs> drop it off the end of your garden if you have a nice garden in Cross Haven. You will catch 20 fucking macro, aka starts. Yes, no, I mean? yeah, like it, you know, it is weird. Like, and the thing is, I was expecting back in March of last year, you know, when the whole the, the world ended, mm-hmm. I was expecting that that would kind of be it for me because I was always in a, in, a, in a position where I was kind of like, this is all going to go away at some point, of course. So I thought. Because it's uncharted yeah, territory, you know what I mean? Like, it's nobody's really done what you've done before, you know? Yeah, so I'm kind of like, you know, when that happened and rugby just kind of stopped, I was just like, well, shit. <laughs> this yeah. is unexpected. Now, I, I can't say as somebody who's, you know, who, who, you know, does have schizophrenia and was dealing with serious paranoid illusions that I hadn't considered a, a global pandemic. But t- for it to actually happen, it was just like, hmm, interesting. <laughs> <laughs> My God! <laughs> Would you look at that? And then it's just like, that was right. See, I told you. Uh, so it, it, it was just, it was a shocker. Um, because then, I, like, literally, my business is based on people subscribe uh, to my site. I write about rugby, rugby that's happening, rather than, you know, the good old days or the whatever. And uh, that's what happens week to week to week. So in March, much like everybody else, it just kind of stopped. But it's just like uh, I couldn't really go on furlough or do the pandemic unemployment payment. So I was just like, how do I even do I, I, I still don't even know. I never took it even, not even once. I, I, didn't, I didn't even know how to do it. So I was just like, uh, so what, what, how, what do I do? So I just kind of kept going. <laughs> yeah, doing different bits and pieces over the what was it from March to maybe July, August? Yeah. Tough, but it kept going obviously. And when it came back, um, because I'm, I'm right, wrote in a match preview there and just was in the middle of writing earlier that all these players went to go do PCR testing every week. Yeah, they went doing training in a bubble, playing in front of fucking cardboard cutouts. And keeping the likes of me in a job, they're working, they're getting paid, but they're entertaining people, giving people something to be, you know, up or down about, which is something in the pandemic where everything was just kind of the same week to week to week. Which was, you know, it was it was good for me. I needed that. But when it came to for everybody else, just like every week kind of became the exact same. There was yeah. no difference. In it was like, groundhog. Everything, shit. everything was like one of that weird, like that weird bank holiday Sunday, except you couldn't go to the pub and everybody yes. was just stuck. And it's just like. Uh, I feel like I should be having a roast 
That was kind of like <laughs> the, the whole feeling for the first it's, six months. It's Tuesday, the... Tom. It's Tuesday. We have a, is, should, I be, should I be making a roast? And it was just... Um... Can we go to Mass? Can we go to Mass? <laughs> Anybody? Can we go to Mass? You, you can't even go to Mass, which is a problem <laughs> around here. God, the people used to get vicious around here. <laughs> it's just like, can't even go to Mass? <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so, God, it really did change the whole lot. But, um, yeah, because, like, after I spoke to you, a couple of months later, I ended up in mental hospital. I saw like the the post you posting mm-hmm. about that, and it was it, it didn't resonate initially because it was like, is he talking about somebody else? Do you know? Because it was so you said it not blasé is the wrong word, but almost open bookish on yeah. Twitter. I went, he saw, is this shit? I don't know what he's talking about. Because chaps like you tend to know far more. You know, you have your finger on the pulse of things. Where mm-hmm. I'm, not, I'm not quite West Cork where. I'll be right wing in two years' time, but I'm definitely 37 hours behind everybody else. <laughs> Around 37 hours behind everybody else. Not too far back to, down to the queue, but at the same time, I don't have my finger on the pulse. So I was, ta- I was fully sure. I said, Tom's talking about somebody else here, I'd say, is he? But yeah, then I, I realized, oh, wait a fucking second. This is fucking Tom talking about Tom. Yeah, so, I was. Tell um... us where to. From the, the time we had Pines and I was gigging in, was it Cocklands? Collins? Collins, that's right, yeah. yeah. Um, at that time, I was in the middle of a psychotic break. Right. Jesus. <laughs> you had it stitched together well anyway for, for that evening. That's the thing. That's it's the thing. Pines Smithics or whatever you were on fucking sorted. Where it was Beamish. Together. Beamish, sorry. Excuse me. Jesus. My uh, perception of reality was completely shifted. Had completely shifted. And... Uh, I'd say not a few months later, it all kind of came down crashing around me, where things I thought were real were not real. Right. So and, give an example of what, what so in case anybody's listened to this and at some point they go, Jesus, Mary and Joseph. Because this is, again, this isn't something you learned, in, you know, at this afternoon, kids, we're going to have double religion and immediately after that, we're going to have mindfulness and what to look out for if you're fucking... You know, we don't we don't have it. So how did you know it was even fucking the wheels were coming off the wagon? Because th- things started to stop making sense. Oh. It, turned, it turned out that people that I thought I was speaking to, I was not. Fuck. So that it was it wasn't that there are lizards living inside the queen. No, it, no, was, it, was, gen- it was telling sin- me things. Fucking hell. Yeah. Telling me things. And I was basing my reality, things I was doing in real life based on things and the thing is scary thing about this is i still remember what the voices sound like fuck so these were weren't were these these weren't uh these weren't people i knew they that's were what I'm, sorry yeah so these weren't this wasn't a, a, a formulated scenario of somebody like like Teresa from down the road rang you but she didn't fucking ring you at all this was just total yeah. fucking so this yeah. is your brain firing going I'm going to create yeah. a new fucking person and here for him. Telling me things and telling me things I should be worried about. And I was just like, oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. And just tilting my reality. And then it just all stopped making sense. It just kind of remember I ended up in a guard station because I thought people were coming to try and kill me. So then I was in the guard station and they were just like, uh, this doesn't seem right here. So at one or two o'clock in the morning on a Saturday night, I ended up in the mental hospital. So you, you're at home, then mental hospital. How in the Christ, where's the jump there? Who looked after you? What? People calling me on the phone. Well, 
that I felt were calling me on the phone, telling me they were coming to get me. Fuck. Sending me threats. Sending me this, that, and the other. And I ended up in the Garda station because this was happening. Scary. Right, right, right. And uh, they were just like, no, they, they were not able to see anything of that. And there was a lovely South African man who came in, who I recognized because he was speaking in an accent that I understood from rugby. Yeah. And uh, I was just like, you're from uh, Johannesburg. And he was just like, yes. And I was just like, ah, I recognize your accent. And he was just like, great, yeah. And so then we started talking about the other mad shit that I was in there talking about. So I ended up being uh, sent over to the mental hospital. And I arrived over there at like one or two o'clock in the morning with the doctors and with the, the, the nurse who was there who took me in and they took me in and they gave me pills. Yeah. And I took them and there I was in the mental hospital at two o'clock in the morning, surrounded by in a ward with two other people. So uh, it, it like this is phenomenal. And I would say 99% of people here have no grasp of that scenario. So you're sitting there. Are you fucking terrified when you come to? as a result of these standards, <clears throat> or are you in chillville going okay no i was moment. in a situation where two things were true at the one time but they couldn't both be true of course yeah okay um thing is like even now a year and a bit later i still remember the things that were being said to me in crystal clear i probably won't remember the majority of this conversation after we're finished with it as you don't, you don't really remember. Things no, no, you don't. don't no, say. no, you would. No, I remember. Thank God exactly. for recording. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the sketchbook I'm going to make. It. This is going to be so good. <laughs> the so I went. It's so like um, the the I'm, I still have memories of exactly what was said and pauses in the sentence of people saying things and then like going, yeah. So what you need to do is, um, <clears throat> yeah, you need to do this. That was exactly, I would remember exactly what was said to down to the intonation in the sentence. Were they women or was it men ringing you? Was it Irish men, people? Men, women, Irish people. Wow. So it's, is it, is the idea it's because it's so lucid and still there because your brain was just going, I'm writing this myself. Thank you very much. I had no, like, because at that point I wouldn't, I would not really sleep. Right. But I would not be aware that I was awake either. So I would be awake. I would maybe sleep maybe three or four hours a night. But be up. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No but I would be in bed, get up, be walking around doing things, get back into bed, like schizophrenia. 
Yeah. And then they just laid it out to me. And I was just like, they were uh, like, it didn't, not straight away. It's not, it's not like you go in there and take a blood test and they give you that. But over the course yeah, yeah, of yeah. the, uh, over the course of the time, they were just like, yeah, this is what it is. And uh, laid it out and just being like, yeah, this is what you were suffering from. And, you know, the medication that I'm on prevent me from going down that way again. Antipsychotics, which are really good. <laughs> I'd imagine they're really good. All right. Yeah, but they're, they're great. But like, is in it like it, what people don't get it or what, what people, you know, think with, with, with that condition is they hear it and immediately scary straight away. Yeah. Terrified. Serial killer. Murderer. I hope it's, it's, I would feel though to the, I'm fucking to the more book smart people or not even books that's the wrong fucking word to the more open-minded and, and worldly people at the moment i definitely think that's changing i de- if a fucking caveman like me who literally played the part of somebody called in a show called defending the caveman it, i love hearing this stuff because this is new knowledge this is my brain expanding on pop, 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 pop. Yeah, i need so to know this i need to know this it was like imagine right you're father yes you know him yeah you could tell details about his face about his hair about how his voice sounds about his accent now what if i told you he doesn't exist and then everybody else was telling you he doesn't exist that guy doesn't exist that level of of reality like not to that level but that's the best way i can explain the kind of tilted reality of things that you think were real but are not real and the finding out of that and the the juxtaposition of being in a position where you know it's not real yeah. yet you remember it and Jesus. it was yeah and, and it's just it's like it's, it's very very like it's very weird like it, it is an extremely weird thing to to look at because people need to go look well you're either a serial killer or you're lying or you're whatever but thing is none of this has ever benefited me <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And the thing right. is, this is like this count, is. You're not counting cards in Vegas. <laughs> Believe me, I'm not. <laughs> like, there's no superpower here. Like, I remember Kanye West kind of going, "Yeah, like being bipolar is a superpower." I'm just like, "Shit, can we swap?" Because this is shit. <laughs> <laughs> this is just like the only superpower I've had is to be able to ruin my life over and over and over again for many, many years. At no point has one of the voice ever read me out an original fucking best-selling novel that I could fucking write down. Thank you very much. Yeah, like, could, yeah. You, could like could you tell me the lot of numbers or something? <laughs> it's just like no, no, we're just gonna tell you shit that's just gonna ruin your life. And it's just like when I it's happened to me over and over again where like there's a reason why i'm in my late 30s as a rugby content creator ah well jesus christ <laughs> rather than doing a real job <laughs> you're speaking to a stand-up comedian right now, so. <laughs> this is why I, I know you'll understand <laughs> but uh, like the thing is like with the having kind of you know ruined my own life over and over and over again yeah. at least now i have a roadmap as to how that happened because Did- you're mentally ill when you think about it, how many people throughout the country and what you just described to me t- there now, I can think of three people where I've had confrontations, not confrontations, but dude, this needs to, this is not happening. Like what you think and what you just described, because I didn't have, I didn't have the, the, it wasn't in my lexicon. It wasn't in my Rolodex of, let me just look through mental health here, but because well, I'm not a professional at that, but all three times I went, no. No, 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 no. Something needs to be helped with here because this is not like literally having 
meltdowns of things that didn't even weren't even fucking close to happening. I've heard no, I've had audience members think they heard something that it wasn't heard because it was a mistook or they were just a fucking ignorant American. Do you know? Fine, fine. But that's amazing. Think you you've caught this early doors like with modern science you're probably going to live to 90 odd you hopefully might, do you know people what, like me tend not to yeah well, <laughs> that's, you, that's the stupid thing just don't but, get a gun license that's all i'm saying you know what i mean just <laughs> you know i'll but, start getting ideas but what i'm saying is is thank god you caught it early doors and you were smart you know you you'd uh, your own you're fucking smart so you were able, you know, you were able to put it into reverse, go back and go. I've what been undiagnosed with this for the guts of fifteen years. I was going to say that when what door early doors? So fifteen I'm, years. I'm going back to my college, nearly what? College, but even in therapy, I've gone back to when I was a kid, even because like when, like when I was in school, I mean things weren't good for me in school, right? Like, I was a you know relatively nerdy young fellow with glasses who didn't really end up the size I am until secondary school. Not that I'm massively huge or anything, but I was quite small and weedy up until that point. Um, and um, like so, you kind of end up internalizing a lot of that stuff. And I think mm-hmm. people, when they're kids, I think there's a kind of a and I have a tendency to go, oh, so what? You got bullied as a kid, so what? Who gives a shit? Yeah, yeah we it is what it is. Get over it. But the little kids doesn't get over it yeah and like what my therapist who was just an absolute star of a guy i know people haven't been you know like that they have different therapists who worked out for them or not worked out for him this guy was unbelievable so good he kind of put it to me because i remember like thinking at the time kind of going look you're thinking about that young kid if he was in the room in front of you right now would you be saying you need to get over it you need to for you know like yeah people get bullied you need to get over it you wouldn't you'd say that's really awful. That's that, that like that's happening to you. Yeah, of course. How can I? Yeah. How can I? How can I help you? And you would, but when you're thinking about yourself, you're going get over it. <laughs> of course, it's <laughs> course because you're thinking, you know, you know, I got the fucking car insurance to pay. Oh, fucking get your fucking head in gear. Come on, get your head in gear, kid. But like, but you, you remember, would never say to a child. You would never would. say to a child. You're right. Like, you remember those like those movies where there was a dog that the kid loved in the movie. But they can't keep the dog, and it's for the dog's own safety that he's got to go away. And they're throwing rocks at the dog, and they're going, "Get what out of crying. here! Yeah, I don't crying. love you anymore. Get out of <laughs> yeah, here!" Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's essentially what I was doing to myself for nearly fifteen years. <laughs> and it's just when you leap to that situation where you have this untreated thing that's happening, you can end up in deeply unbalanced situations where, when things are not the way you want them to be your mind will come up with a way for them to make it that way. But is, does it's it not. Commu- does it get commutatively, commutatively worse than compounding yes. on that? So almost like, almost like I suppose, trauma. For, take the cauliflower ear, for instance, given the scenario. Mm-hmm. It ends up looking like a fucking beaten rasher. Like you wouldn't eat it if it came out <laughs> in a plate fried. Hence, as a result of just continuous content. And is it the same way with the mind then? If you, it isn't caught early doors, isn't treated, isn't sorted early doors, it just gets you, fucking progressively worse. You get into a pattern. So, for right. example, this is a, a one, a, like one example that I was able to isolate out. Imagine that you have a bill that you can't pay. Yes. It's coming up. Yeah. And in 
the late 2000s when everything kind of went to shit in Ireland, that was quite a common thing. Yeah. A bill is coming. Those horrible red letters on it. And you can't pay it. This is trouble because you've got rent due as well. Yeah. So what do you do? Now we're at a junction point. So there is the point where you do something productive about it, live in denial, or have a magical solution present itself to you. Oh, Christ. Where it's inserted into your head that, oh, hang on. No, it's okay. I've got, a, I've got a check that's coming from a job I've done. Oh, Christ. I've got a check that's coming. Yeah. And then relief. All you want is that relief. Yeah. So that's and what your brain is looking for. It's looking so for the, That is the a, a, little, a little minor thing. As opposed to being denial, oh, I'll find something. I have something. It's that, oh, I forgot about that. Oh, that's good. Now I don't have to think about it. But it doesn't come. Yeah. Because it's not real. Holy sweet sovereign Jesus. That's it at the bottom end. I can only imagine at the top end where, yeah, just like that, relationships, fucking people. And you're going, I I think we hear like the term, somebody is delusional. I was delusional. Yeah. In the literal sense of deluded, as in, had these ideas that were in my head that were constantly being fueled through my phone. Yeah. Christ. Which was the vector point where things would come to get me out of the situation that I was in. The worse the situation, the more they would come. So now, like, I still, I I have cool stuff happen to me all the time with Three Red Kings. It's so cool. But now I have to verify it. I was inside in a, I was, I was in Musgrave Park, right? <laughs> um, afterwards, this is after I got out of the hospital. Yeah. I was doing commentary with Dan Mooney, a good friend of mine. Um, so what we, year did you get out of the hospital then? Because I we, got out of the hospital in uh, a couple of months before the pandemic started. So right. in, was it December or January? There was a game on in Musgrave Park anyway. And yeah. Limerick Live 95 got me on the radio to cover it. So um, I arrive in the stadium at this point. I'm, I'm on my meds. Like I'm on my meds now for nearly a year and a half. And just life is just totally changed for me. Completely yeah, yeah. changed. I can only imagine. Where I, I have no symptoms at all now, which is That's fantastic. Fantastic. But I arrived in the stadium and I like to get into the stadiums early. Like I was there the other day, like at the, the Monster versus Ulster game in Tahoma Park. I was just like, I'm getting into this fucking stadium the minute they let me in. Yeah. But I was there freaking out, kind of going, what if I go there and I, because I've rushed to get to the stadium, I'll be too hot and I won't pass my temperature check going in. So I was just like, shit. Fuck. So right. then I started start getting flustered, which is even worse. So I went to the wrong gate and then the fellow there said, I, I said, I'm here. Where do I get my, my temperature check? And he's just like, that's down the other end, bye. <laughs> so I'm walking down, back down the Cratlow Road over to the front under, like it, it's, at, as you're coming up to Toma Park from Limerick City, it was underneath. Yes. Down there. So I go in anyway, and Yuan's there, and I have to stand in the box, and she comes over, and I'm just like, I'm peppering, because I'm thinking, like, shit. Because I, like, I dress even relatively light, so I wouldn't get messed up with the temperature. Yes. So she comes up anyway, and she does the temperature on me, and she goes, you're too cold. I was just like, what? <laughs> like, I was like, like, that's something you say to a fucking lizard. He shows up and he's just like, no, sorry, you're actually a cold-blooded, you're not, you're not a mammal, sorry. <laughs> you're so going to go like to a different Arthur door. Schwarzenegger when he played Mr. Mr. Ice. What? 
What the hell are you talking about? You're smoking your cigar. I, I, I'm like the warmest guy in here. And she says, she says to the girl at the desk, kind of going, he's too cold. Can we let him in? <laughs> and then she was just like, do it again. So they were just like, waited a couple of seconds. And she was just like, oh yeah, you're, you're just after getting in, getting in the lower end there. And I was just like, what the fuck is happening here? So, <laughs> so I was just like, so I ended up back upstairs anyway. They let me in. They gave me the, because it used to be you used to get a, a lanyard. I never owned a lanyard. I bought a lanyard for this. And the one time I bought it, I didn't need it. They gave me a lanyard that they said, we will take this back off you at the end of the game. So don't leave without giving us this oh, back. Man, what a fucking trophy to keep, Butcher. I know, Butcher. I ended up going in anyway, and I walked up to the stadium, and I get in there fierce early. I sit down in the press area, looking out at Tomlin Park at the guy he's warming up, and I was just like, this is fucking class. Because I hadn't been back in a stadium since uh, the, the, the COVID started. Yeah. So um, so I, lo- I love getting in early, essentially. So I was sitting there um, it, it, back in Musgrave Park. Now the Southern Kings were playing. So I sit down. And I'm waiting for the game to start. And people are starting to fan in at this point because crowds are still allowed then. Um, and there's this guy who sits down behind me. And he's just like, uh, are you Tom? And I was just like, I am. He's just like, oh, I'm a subscriber to this site. I love this site. And I'm just like, oh, geez, thanks very much. And he's kidding him. It's like, oh, brilliant. Thanks, man. So that's great. So the game goes on anyway. And um, Dan, is, Dan arrives in late and we're, you know, going down to the last couple of seconds to get the machine working for the, to get the broadcast going. So tension is going to the roof. But anyway, the game goes off without a hitch. Everything goes great. I was worried I'd make a mistake or because I'd be spaced out of it, I might say something stupid or swear on the air, which I did do. But other than that, like it went fine. So anyway, as the guy was leaving behind me after the game was finished, he says, can I get a photo with you? Right. I'm just like, okay. So this is in the place where there was like there was the, the the guy who runs the monster Twitter account was there. There's other like media fellas there, and this fellas looking to come over and take a photo of me. So I'm just like you know take the photo. It's like hey, and then it's great. And I said, Dan, you saw that? <laughs> that happened? Did that happen? <laughs> and he was just like, yeah, that is it, 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 it did happen. It did happen. I was just like, oh thank God, because it's like delusions of grandeur. <laughs> yeah. So now you've. <laughs> 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 that is the most specific fucking possibility of ever having delusions of grandeur did that just did i just did, have an awesome moment like did that did. just happen and he was just like it, it, it did and i was just like okay good and i've asked him again since that did happen it's <laughs> like yes so for, to, to, to again to clarify for myself and also for people too if they're mm-hmm. going who needs seven hours of chatting about this a beautiful mind with russell crowe are we on the same because he had uh, paranoid schizophrenia as well yeah and towards the end as he saw treatment he had to ask is are they there are they you know it's at i'm its sure worst, it was over dramatized well that, that was a bit over dramatized yeah but at its at its worst you have doubts right yeah like, yeah doubts that one of like my like my best friend like she lives in dublin like to have like a doubt that was she real Oh shit! Right, because we hadn't really we hadn't seen each other in, in, in many years because she lived in up in Dublin and I just hadn't gone back up there, and um, I was just like, "Is she real?" And it's just like, "Yeah, okay, she is. No, she is," but it's that it's that doubt that yeah yeah that, yeah. You, that you don't know yourself and you don't know what's real and it's kind of piecing together. I found afterwards the things that I could remember in great detail were real or were were, were fake. 
and the things that I that I could kind of half spotty kind of uh, they were real. So the, the more detailed I could remember it, the more I was certain that it didn't happen. Jeez, I mean the irony of that, like you know what I mean? Yeah. People that want want dates and times of you about things, you're like, uh, and then if it came through clear, you're like, oh Christ, we didn't win that, did we? Because I no, I can I can remember everything about. I that, can actually. I can remember literally every single thing that happened in it. Oh fuck! <laughs> <laughs> so, essentially, yeah. So it's like it was just it, it's this really, uh, it's this really kind of, it's a life ruining thing. I can only. It I isn't can, a thing that is. It only positive imagine. like i've seen people who who kind of try to own the illness okay look at it like a kind of a badge of honor to a certain extent i hate it i wish i didn't have it yeah i wish i wish i wasn't this way or oh, well the way i was like so i certainly haven't been that way since like i wish i wasn't that way because it's just it's ruined my life over and over and over again like consistently yeah every couple of years in a cycle build 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 ruined build 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 ruined and the time before this last the, the ultimate time was after a cycle in the aftermath of another problem when of I course came, when i came back from italy and i was thinking oh i'm gonna go get a job in dublin and i'm gonna yeah i'm gonna do it oh yeah you know i have it oh wait why why don't i have the money from that from that job i did what what, what you know what's going on oh the rent is due oh I'll, I'll get rent from somewhere i get rent from them oh no i don't have it oh i've got to move out Oh no, I've got to try and find a place. Oh, I get a place. Don't worry, it'll be fine. You get a place. You get a place. Oh, you have a place. Oh, wait, no, you don't. And you're going to Airbnbs and you're going to all these other places until you have no money and ended up in a, a convent. I remember um, you telling me about the convent. Yeah. Yeah. But that, that was the product. And then from that low point, living in a convent with fucking rats and mice and the whole lot and lads eating fucking goose fat down the, down the thing like all these croatian and romanian dudes and they're saying hey, hey you you want this and it's <laughs> just like this plate of fucking slop <laughs> <laughs> it is and i was just like pickled. and i was like uh yeah <laughs> yeah because <I would. laughs> i don't have any money right now so like, yeah, i'll have this slop please and then from there creating three red kings and then to the point then like a year and a half ago where it just all came crumbling down again and it's just like it's it's a life ruining thing and like the thing is like I, i'm able to, to to look at it now from a situation where the therapy really worked for me yeah the meds really worked for me but not everybody's that lucky that's like what the people, other thing i was going to say i don't think it's been i don't i don't i wonder how how tough it is for other people who just it ain't doesn't work and maybe they not. or they, they never got treated like I was lucky enough that mine was so serious that I ended up having to be treated. That's the thing. Like, I mean, I one particular dude I know is it's fucking worrying and it's it's worse as getting and we we know it. And he's but the thing is he's married to a woman who would seem to be on the same fucking Jesus Christ, they're both on the same spectrum, but see these phenomenal accusations of like and and realities that couldn't have fucking happened. And then but speaks. to them, they're real. Oh, absolutely. And then they compound it back and forth with each other. And these stories and these kind of, you know, it's been related to me and I'm going, but uh, no, that, that whole bit in the middle, I don't, I don't sorry, did, did you tell this to somebody else that I should know about? He's like, fuck's sake, you know what I'm fucking talking about. No, 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 this is really out of left field. And I'm missing a big chunk of your story. What are we talking about? And then he won't fill it back in. I'm going, 
okay, this there ha hell has to happen here because this is fucking right. Like, and it's like it's like remember that bit from uh, from Seinfeld where um, Constanza is going, it's not a lie if you believe it. Yes, yeah, 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 yeah. That's schizophrenia. Right. <laughs> yeah. 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 Where it's you believe these things and like people think like well, some people do have visual hallucinations i never did right. okay yeah, yeah for me it was audio hallucinations and memories yeah so i would remember a thing i would never be in a situation where i'm just like i'm experiencing this right now it would be the memory of it afterwards Chris, I'm with you, yeah, yeah. you know like the memory of that i was just walking down to the petrol station there while i go but if the memory was that actually no you you didn't you didn't do that <laughs> but, but that's the thing so it's like you are an unreliable narrator in your own life and it's the again like this is not a superpower this is not it's a positive thing terrifying it's a holy shit life ruining thing that i am just haunted that the medication was able to work for me and the therapy that i had stuck I, I, I think i think a lot of times with therapy it's does this make sense to you? And that is that's why it's such a subjective thing because different people like we, we were able to get to a lot of roots to the things that maybe set me off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so like for me it was like Messiah complex. Yeah, wanting to help people so I could be useful. Right. And yeah, yeah. Um, that's how it would start off. That would be the trigger point. So it would start from there, and then that little crack would get bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger until it was a ravine. And there was just like, how did it get to this point? And it's just a product of thousands of small moments of delusion that tilts you away from it. This is reality. The little line starts here and it's just, it just keeps going until you're so far away from it. You're just like, how do I even get back there? So you're trying to look at these two things and it's just like, there's no way for it to, for this, this can't be real, but there you are believing it and having memories of it but it's and not the case isn't it like it, it's a perfect case to just just to point out that so many things that will happen a child teenager whatever and you end up where you are and people will ask you how you know you could I mean, so many times in fucking interviews you know they'll ask me well how are you why are you the way you are and in a roundabout way and i'm not i have no fucking idea i have no fucking idea i've had the weirdest shit in life and I have no idea why I'm a grown-ass man with a handlebar moustache and a mullet. You know what I mean? I, I have no idea. Because if I tried to piece it together as a non-professional fucking mental health expert, I can tell you here now, I would make a balls because there's been 10 million fucking moves on that. But I've ended up here and I say, you know, in relative control over the scenario that's going on in my head. But just a tiny thing. Two Toms could have been holding hands, swinging through a field, and you went off down into the daisy patch. <laughs> I went off in over that river and for some unknown fucking reason, just one thing spun into another and before you knew it, butterfly effect. It's you exactly, because it's never usually one big thing. It's I a combination. Because yeah. I used to have a thing before where everybody is three bad weeks from having their life fucked up forever. Yeah. And that, because, I mean, but then again, that was only from my own experience of my, my own life being absolutely ruined within that time period multiple times. So it's just like, well, okay, I, I have experience of this. Maybe it's not the same for everybody else. But it's just, it, I, I do think that mental health is on a scale. I don't think there's anybody who's like, has absolutely perfect bulletproof mental health. I'm not sure so. some people who there are. But I think there's people who are on different scales. Now, maybe not everybody's has gone to the, to the places that I've gone. But again, there's people who have very, very like deep depressions. 
that's not really me. Like, I don't really, I don't really get that. I just get manic. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So like for me, it's, it's a different thing. So I'm never really like depressed in the way that I know some people have become depressed or super anxious. I I've had that because of the things I've believed, but it's, it's just one of those things that like, I think everybody's on that scale where nobody is, is, has brilliant mental health. They're just like, Oh, that could never happen to me. Just give it time because there will, there will be things that will push you. And then there will be like, sure. There's, I mean, in rural Ireland, you know, Oh yeah. There's like, there's lads who go around and who are around the place here who just like the mental health wouldn't be good, but the vocabulary isn't there for it. Exactly. Yeah. 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 I remember I was working in, or we lived briefly for a time in, uh, yeah, I suppose it was, it is North, Northwest Kildare and across with Offaly and a couple of more way so many and we like so many rural places where you get these blokes in their 50s who were the youngest son didn't end up getting married because for one reason or other all the fucking women moved away you know what i mean you know and there's just which people just don't get but it happens it does they all they all end up being somebody's aunt who lives in dublin that's who i'm talking about who's a nurse or a teacher somewhere in dublin that is what happened and then there was always a bloke dudes left in the village who, for one reason or another, sometimes you'll find that if she's at home, if he's at home with a mother, the mother don't want no fucking new hen coming in the house. <laughs> Do you know? And that happens. But it does. One way or another, these, these gang of blokes in the local bar chat, and one guy was sitting there, and I got, like, the banter train was fucking fast. The shit they gave each other. Fan- was Fast and vicious. <laughs> I was beautiful, though. It was beautiful, like. I brought one or two, you know, mates and kind of friends of herself, you know, husbands and that. And, and you're kind of going, you're coming out now from a nice, soft area in Dublin. You need to understand that this is going to be fucking intense. But one of the days I went in and this chap who was there, he was the first man ever to be in divorce in Ireland. The first the actual official divorce in Ireland for one reason or another. But he was, he was there fucking rubbing the head. And all these other blokes, I stood on and I can't remember, was it Jer or Kev? I can't remember his name, but regardless, he, they went, are you all right? What's up with you? Never the fucking depression they're on me again. And like that, you think, they're a fucking sit up with you to fuck. You think that that's what would come out of gruff, rural, mm-hmm. fucking agricultural men. Three of them scuttled over as fast as you fucking, as fucking penguins in the fucking, wouldn't need to huddle for heat. And up they went, fuck that head up on Tell us all about it now, because the fucking last thing any of us now is to fucking find you on the end of a fucking rope. Come on, the <laughs> fuck. It was rough, but that's how they spoke to each other. At no point would he have accepted either going, hey, man, you know, hey. getting all hippie and rural. Oh, hey, how are you doing? But the way they did it was fucking beautiful. And he sat the back and he went. way to do it. It was beautiful. He sat back and went, well, I fucking. And it was, you know, and they, they got, they all four or five of the guys got each other. It was a fucking beautiful thing to see. It was like, that's fucking class. That is fucking class. You're doing the best with what, and there was no fucking mockery made of him. Do you know, it was just, it was exactly what I'd hoped the evolution like, of this would happen. I, I think even like, because it was authentic and not, you know, kind of, because mindfulness is great, but I find sometimes that the way it's spoken about can isolate a lot of the guys who I know who would need it. Of course. Because it's, it's LA speak and you're talking yeah. about some fella who wears wellies, you know, most yeah. of the week. Or, you know, a, a guy who you know, walks into the centre with shit in his jeans, you know, yeah. the majority of the time. It's just like, this guy doesn't, like, this guy's not listening to podcasts. Yeah. 
you know, he's not yeah. listening to somebody saying about mindfulness and CBT and all this other stuff. Like CBT to him just sounds like a short name for cabbage. Like, yeah. so he's just like <laughs> you've got to go and like meet these guys. Like that would be perfect as in, you know, in that setting to be able to go, Mr. What's, what's up with you? Tell us. Tell us. No, tell us. And, like, and to do that. And it's just like, I think there's a way for that to be, to be brought on. Cause like, you know, Hey, look, I, I'm into all that fucking mindfulness and CBT. Course, shit, yeah. I know that there's plenty of people would hear that and immediately be just be like, that's useless. No, that's no use to me. I don't want to hear any of that stuff. That to me sounds like weakness. Cause I think a lot of people, their idea of strength is a hatred of weakness. Of so that, yeah, that yeah. leads them into a situation where they will never allow themselves to be seen to be weak in saying I have a problem. It is Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli. I guess. Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at luckylandslots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Yes. And that's where I think a lot of the, the, the conversation about mental health, I think, misses because it kind of it's coming at them from the wrong way in a way that they could never take yes yeah 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 and that's the thing i mean fuck me i'm pretty sure there was a period through maybe my early 20s where i the idea of this uh, you know mental health was like oh, you better fucking pull up your fucking trout you know i just because i mean the same attention seeking yeah you grow up all the time you're like you're told well if you're going to show any fucking weakness it better be on your fucking jaw you know what i mean or it better be fu- you know like don't you fucking dare come over here fucking crying, you fucking eat, you know. <laughs> you know exactly what I'm talking about. It is, like, I under, there's, there's a thing, and it's like, it was, it's an old video, and I think it's Paddy O'Shea, and he's, going, it's, he's at a GEA training thing, and he's just like, I don't want to see no Westmead man fucked out over the side, over the sideline like a loaf of bread. <laughs> That's the way that the majority of people in rural Ireland regard mental health yes yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah i don't want to see no man coming up here talking to me about cbt yeah <laughs> it's like they don't they don't know this stuff and, they, and like and the thing is they don't want to know the way it's being framed and the way most people talk about it it's just like hey hey be weak it's well like, in the same it's it's no. it's almost in the same sense like when moving back down here and i remember i had a couple of friends who have on on the podcast and one is uh well it's graham merrigan we were talking it was during Graham is one of the guys from the WTS, the What's the Story podcast. And he was, he's very much staunch, staunch, uh, it, it deeply rooted in politics. And he's from, he's from Dublin, from Valley Brack. And he was kind of given out about, there was, I can't remember his fucking name. He was almost the Irish version of Trump. He was a wealthy Irish American. Oh, was I know the dude. Yeah. yeah, yeah Peter, was it Peter or something? Peter now, something, yeah. And he was got, given out, ah, for fuck's sake, he's fucking down there. And, he, you know, he's fucking. You get, look at all these fucking tick cunts down. I says, hold on now. What you don't realize, you're, you think you're disenfranchised because you're from, and maybe slightly just, you know, disadvantaged part of Dublin. 
Try coming from fucking North Ross Common and you have 30 acres and they're full of fucking rushes. And then Leo comes on and goes, so guys, we just really need to gather together. <laughs> guys, you know what I mean? As you think, you feel disenfranchised. And this guy rocks up and goes, hey, do you know all that those fucking cunts that are getting... Yes, that guy was bang out of line, but he went to them. He went to where they fucking live and said, listen, I'm going to fucking get on your... I says, no, you, you can't blame these people because they sure as shit don't even think they're the same fucking race as what's happening up here. Dublin oh, like, is a fucking another planet. It's another planet. It, like, it really is. And people and people don't get that. There's the whole thing between the whole, all oh, people from the city, people who are culties. Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm, I sound like I can navigate it much easier. But, like, you know, because I, I don't really have a massive Cork accent. But, like, you look at, like, where I'm from is a small village in rural Ireland. Very small village. People don't understand the isolation that can happen here because... What, pe- what people, may- what maybe people in big cities, and maybe certainly Dublin, people don't realize, is that, like, there's been mass migrations of people out of here, where I yeah. am, to Dublin, over decades. Yeah. And there's people who were there who were here, and now they're like the the effect of of, of a depopulation of an area. It's got so many different effects. There's like there's fewer kids. There's like there's uh, older people. My biggest fear with my condition is being that crazy old guy who's walking around uh, a village. Yeah, I don't want to be that. I don't want to be that crazy old guy. You know who that crazy old guy is? Yeah, like everybody knows who that is. I don't want to be that guy. That's the fear. And it's like so when it comes to like people in in Dublin City, like and and like they have a lot of problems there too. Obviously, I mean I've lived in Dublin. I I know what they are. But like in 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 rural Ireland, they're kind of the same. And they're kind of kind of bizarro world versions of what's happening in in Dublin, where yeah. because people are leaving, there's no reason for anything to be here. Yes, yeah, <laughs> so yeah. yeah. It's 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 a huge problem that way because I remember like I have Dermot's in my mentions going on about why are Munster not producing more rugby players, and it's just like well because there's fewer people here. Have you looked at the surnames on some of the Leinster players? I wonder where their parents came from. Have you have you looked? Like, you got you got Ryan's showing up all over the fucking place. Kieran Frawley, yeah, right? Kieran Frawley, who plays for Leinster. I think both his parents, his mother's from Cork, his father's from Clare. Yeah, his father's a huge rugby uh, monster fan, apparently, and he's in Dublin playing for Leinster. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. Tyke Furlong, his mother, out from Whitty Island over the road in Bantry. Stephen Tyke Byrne, yes, he was. He is a monster player now, but if I, you know by way of getting fucked out of Leinster essentially because I didn't think he was good enough but You're delivering pizzas it's all that was from care I think or his mother's from care it's, but, like, it, it, it's weird, but it's just one of those things where people don't really understand the migrations that have left and how that affects rural Ireland because like in the village where I am back in the 90s 1890s or the, the 80s and 90s there was one two three four five six pubs yeah 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 a small village maybe a thousand something people live here Six pubs, but there was way more people back then, so there yeah. was it was able to support it. Now only two of those are open. Yes, <laughs> and like like there's two of them are, are are in literal ruins. So it's like <laughs> like that that, that happens because people they just leave, they just go because there's nothing here. So it's, it's just one of those things where that isolation it's just it's built into living in this in in rural Ireland. It's funny since we've moved back, I've gotten phone calls like the, the boy is only he's not even two yet it's 21 months i've gotten phone calls from two gas and two rugby clubs clan william and Kl- 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 
So uh, uh, put them into the, put them into the rugby for fuck's sake. They're just they're just <laughs> trying to get. Oh, but it's it's fresh meat. They're like this is fucking brand new babies showing up. This is fucking what we need. Yeah, it's know, a bit but, like you know, film Children of Men. Yeah. <laughs> it's a bit like that with it's the G. It literally is like. Oh no, he'd be going into the rugby. I mean, you could see by him, he's like, yeah, no, it's, it's just got big old hands. And just I just want to, to I just want to run into people and be violent. Yeah, that's you can see it, and he I, he would be like, he wouldn't have had. I don't think know if he'll have the taste in this for hurling. I think smashing things would be more up his street. So it'd be yeah. yeah, yeah I, th- I think you know with rugby with crowds coming back from next season, I think that people have a lot of internal violence that they will let out. In audio purge. form, the purge. The it'll be like the purge in the stands. Just that siren goes up. Just <laughs> those the fucking gates, lads. <laughs> I wonder. Will I mean rugby will be fine, but I wonder, like when you see, you know, Premiership football coming back, like is it going to be fucking? You know, are they going to have to up the security because lads are just going to go fucking buck wild? I think that the pandemic has literally it's made people way more feral than what they would have been normally if the world had progressed as normal without the pandemic. I think coming back, people are going to be feral once they get into situations where they can be, have normality. Like South William Street. Shit. Yeah. Up and down. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ. All oh, the lads. <laughs> the lads. You're like, oh, for fuck's sake. Like, it's, it's, have you not seen what Cork do? They fucking don't let us see that shit. Keep it in house. They keep Only it in house. Snatched. Jesus Christ, they put that blanket band that Kanye is able to do over the whole and Dave Chappelle is able to do over the whole fucking crowd. The internet gets There's blacked no, out. Everything gets blacked out. <laughs> Shut it the fuck down. Just get guys in fucking black uniforms coming through, just taking all your phones. Although, do you know what I miss from when I was younger? Those nights when you were out and it would get hairy. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. It'd get Maybe it's fucking- just because I'm bald, but when you get those hairy <laughs> nights where shit's happening... <clears throat> Yeah, there's a kind of a smell of chaos in the in the air. What the fuck is going on here? I remember it was Cork a, City it was, used to get a bit fucking. It used to get a bit tasty, like back in the mid two thousands, early two thousands. Oh, it is. It is. He it used is. to get fucking, t- and I loved that. I fucking loved that. Like, the sense of war was coming. You're like, I fucking wouldn't mind a fucking scrap now if it did happen. Like you know, what I remember, I gotta... in Bandon, there's a nightclub or was a nightclub called Tramps. Yes, yes. Every provincial <laughs> town had a. One of those clubs that yeah. had one of those names. In Clan, Clan Kilty, it was the boiler room. I would you believe it in a, in a, a past life when this jersey fitted me, it was I was a fucking tank. I bounced on the boiler room. I was a in fucking, Clan? Yeah, I was a tank. You did? Yeah, yeah. When I was put, this? Oh, this is early two thousands. I think it was what's it called oh. the boiler room. It was Clan. It was it was, it was fucking, Clan. It was war every night. <laughs> fucking war. Like it was carnage. And the oh. strongest skinny cunts you've ever seen in your life, like let's oh, let turning up, not weighing eight stone soaking wet, and smell of <laughs> silage off him. But you knew by the look of the fucker, he had that country strength. You're going, man, he's gonna be fucking we're gonna messy. have trouble here. Yeah. I remember in Tramps in Bandon, it was the like it was hairy, and it was one of those things where there was no drink allowed in there, so like. Everybody, you know, like I mean, everybody was drinking. Obviously, at, yeah. at this stage, you go into your into the bar. Like the whole idea of ID checking was just like, <laughs> yeah, okay. Sure. But like, you'd go in there, you'd be getting locked, you'd show up at tramps. And I remember one night, I was there with my then girlfriend, fucking sixteen or seventeen, thinking you're the fucking man. Of course, the biggest brawl I've seen outside tramps with the bouncers and everybody, like a crowd of people around, maybe twenty or thirty people, just 
lacing into each other. And it all kind of started a bit like, you know, those zombie movies where something yeah. and then it starts spreading. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a scrap started off in the queue and then it just spread out and radiated out. And there was, it had everything. It had a girl screaming, it had guys shouting, it had yeah. bouncers waiting, punches the whole lot. It's just it. like, oh, it was so good. And it's just yeah. like, I know now I'm in my, in, my, in my, coming up in my late 30s now, but it's just like, I miss those days of going out where things could be hairy. So when I saw South William Street, and it's just like, geez, that was a bit hairy. It's like, but I wouldn't have minded being there. Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't have minded. Even for me, I'm looking at it going, fucking amateurs. That's not fucking war. That's not fucking Nobody war. even like, threw yeah. a fucking keg. Jesus Rubbish. Christ. You didn't turn over, turn over one single fucking chippy van. For fu- <laughs> I remember they did that one night. This fucking, just this gang of fucking lads showed up from another town. And I remember it was, it was they were either foreign lads or bounce, but the one guy that brought me down, he was, Another guy that worked on the building side I was on. And it was just some handy extra cash. And it was, it was, in fairness, there wasn't too much trouble. Most of the units, if you asked them to leave, you didn't, you know, you're kind of going, man, you're fucking full. You're like, ah, I'm fucking full. Right. And, you know, they would leave. And it was only, trouble would only happen once this fucking group of lads showed up out of nowhere from Tugger Town, from, uh, so they showed up in Springfield over from fucking <laughs> Shelbyville. Shelbyville. <laughs> and it, I mean, there was no flick lines or clicking of fingers. Just this fucking group of lads got on the on the, the wire. They came up out of the club. Doors were closed behind them. And we just stood there as spectators. And this fucking carnage. You're talking about lad, young lads, but with the strength of modern day fucking MMA fighters. Do you like, know what these, I mean? And these lads were just out for, like, I was trying to explain to a female friend of mine about this where guys will go out some nights they are looking for a fight yeah they want to get into a fight yeah and it's just like look obviously it's not the best for mental health or whatever else your mental health can't be that good if you're doing this but they do it and it's like the idea of like that like and like i remember there was friends of mine they went i remember they were just one night they were just spoiling for a fight spoiling for a row i mean they're looking for it and when you were looking for it you find it that's yeah, the good thing. Yeah, That's no, the good you, thing about a fight. A You'll always about. find it. Yeah, <laughs> you yeah. go out looking for it hard enough. And it was just like, it's just one of those things. I remember when I was on uh, in Alahees, I went over there uh, camping when I was in like 19 or 20. And just lads getting real messed up on drink over there. And you had the lads fucking descending down from the mountains around Castletown Bear <laughs> and fucking yeah. Bantle. Not the lads living in the fucking farmer's market. No, <laughs> no, no, no. Hello, Tristan. The guys, Tristan, is the, that you? Have a good. Wow. Yeah, nice. Yeah. I'm the sure guys who jeans. survive. They have spicy Vin, wedges. Finn Bell. Finn Bell. Finn Bell. And Michal are coming, coming down. Coming down the mountain. The sort of lads that would have shot Michael Collins. That's what you're telling me, basically. Oh, Jesus. No like, but you know, like from down around here, Michael Collins was only shot up the road. Of course. Yeah, yeah. I'm, yeah. Only, I'm only down the road from, from Bale and the Blah. And... There's all the rumors around the place about the fellow who actually shot Michael Collins. Yeah, because buried Cullivan. somewhere around here. Ha- really? Have you have yeah. you ever come across uh, Paddy Cullivan? No. Paddy Cullivan is a musician with the Camembert Quartet from the or the Late Late Show band. Yes. But yes, Paddy yes, does yeah. he's brilliant. He did one uh, stage show, and it's a fucking it's a fantastic produced show about uh, Secret Life of Wood Tone. You know who killed Wood, and now he's done one who killed Michael Collins, and because it's such a good you know a musician as well as singer but you would very much enjoy the show because he's literally talking and he will he will do a thing to the nth fucking degree just like yourself he will go deep diving <laughs> do you know what i mean but throw in an old song as well 
it's yeah it's crazy like like down around here like there's rumors of the guy who did it with the lucky land slots you can get lucky just about anywhere this is your captain speaking uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine but we're just gonna circle up here a while and uh, get lucky no no nothing like that it's just these cash prizes add up quick so i suggest you sit back keep your tray table upright and start getting lucky Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. And that, like, that he's buried somewhere, like, there's a grave, you know, around here somewhere. And it's just like, it's crazy. All that kind of history just kind of happened right there. And then when oh. you kind of hear all the kind of the clown show that happened after Michael Collins was shot. Yeah. You hear about that? Where they, yeah. were just like, they, were, they were trying to drive the car through a field, but then the car got stuck. Yeah. yeah. It was, it was like... this shit show. Like, lads, come on. They didn't put that in the film. No, they didn't fucking not. No, no, Julia Roberts wouldn't have signed up if there would be that much fucking yeah. silliness. But yeah, I mean, sure, listen, moving back here, you can, there is open, it's openly known that they were with the lads in Bale of Law around here. Like, because you've just, I literally out at my parents' front gate, there's almost a fucking monument to Lee Lynch, like, and all these lads, and you're going, all right, all right. Yeah, they were like, 26 wasn't enough. Should have gotten them all. That stupid <laughs> bastard. Fuck but, like, you, you know, know, like, there was a guy, I remember I was, I was hearing about this, like, Dan Breen. Yeah. You know, you know Dan local Breen. Local to here, yeah. He's, he'd be local around there. And I remember, like, hearing nothing. But big stories about Dan Breen growing up, about how great Dan Breen was. No, Dan Breen is this, that, and the other. But Dan Breen was a fucking psycho, and he was. Yep. But, <laughs> but <then laughs> I love how you. <laughs> you can say it more with more affirmation. For me. It's like I can say it was like, come on now, Tom. Like, but that's, Tom that's Savage says it's like, this is, uh, I think I know what I'm talking about. But he had like, as in his story was just like unbelievable. Like I found out more about it. But like then I kind of heard like he was kind of fierce into the kind of into the Nazi stuff around that time. <laughs> and it's just like it's not a surprise though, <laughs> because <laughs> yeah. But he's one of those guys, and I think there's still a lot of those lads who are in Ireland who it's just unfortunate for them that they do not have a war at the moment because yeah. they have this inherent madness and violence and craziness in them that for a guy like Dan Breen to be told, Hey, we need some people. We, we need you to, we need, we need you to kill some people, Dan. Yeah. And he's just like, <laughs> no problem. Absolutely. <laughs> no problem. And like people think, Oh, that, that kind of person just disappeared. It disappears when there's no grand war. To no, do. it does that. I'm telling you, that shit, is genetic, that shit is <laughs> genetic. There are warriors that are just, they can't help it. And they just, as you said, like they just walking around stomping going, I fucking need a war. I need a fucking war, war right now. It's like, why is this fella brawling on a night out? Probably because every gene in his body is telling him he needs <laughs> to be fighting. <laughs> but he is not. And it's just uh, mental health. And maybe, maybe we could answer the, the, the Dermots by that. Just go, you know what we'll do? Start getting these guns into rugby. We'll, you know just what? getting them into rugby. Just, you can fuck shit up legally out there. Literally, this is your Vietnam. Get out there. You, you know that up. you know that fella in the town? You know, you know that guy, that guy who everybody kind of avoids? Uh-huh. He should be playing rugby. Yeah. 
that guy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like some of the fellas who I've seen walking around, I have a pet theory that people are getting bigger. Oh, they are, oh no, they won't. That is official. That was when we had the young flick, because I went, because they were saying, oh, he will be taller than you regardless. I went, oh, because Natasha's brothers are taller. She goes, oh, no, no. Just modern nutrition and the environments that they live in. Like a fishbowl, like you live in the country now, he will get bigger here, like, and he will be bigger than you just because of modern nutrition. And already he's fucking three foot. It's like, oh, I see. Great. (laughs) I've seen lads walking around the place who are 14 or 15 looking like grown fucking men. Yeah. Walking around the place and just like, what in the name of God is going on here? Yeah. What happened to all the fucking children? Where are you gone? How's it going? Like, like, oh, Christ. You like, I'm, I'm five foot ten and a half, right? Six foot one togged out, we'd say. Yeah, right? of course, in your heels. Yeah, I would have been a guy playing the flank. Yeah. Right, back row, no bottom. I'd be lucky to be a wing now. Yeah, because you get eaten alive. You get, get eaten, eaten alive. alive. Yeah. Like, I've seen R.G. Snayman in person. Mother of God. That guy is a different species. He is, but he, yeah, that, that, that Dutch, that Dutch thing. I, wait, I a friend of mine, he's only, he's four foot ten. We were doing the panto in Limerick. And he told, we were allowed at the time. Now, I was one of the few casts that weren't, didn't stay in on campus. And where they put them up were these stunning apartments right beside the uh, the, uh, the Center of Excellence for Munster. What do they call it? High Performance Center. High Performance Center. Yeah. But they were give, the lads had a green green light to go. So shoot, they used use any of the facilities you want. Uh, obviously, you know, but use the swim pool. And my mate Richie was over and he knew nothing about rugby. He'd live in a, you know, didn't. He was a singer. He's a performing. These people don't give a fuck about sports. You know, this is their sport has been in the theatre. But <laughs> he was, he'd been given over. He was like, the fuck are they fucking feeding them pricks over there? I said, what are you talking about? Who? Oh, fuck. You ran into a rugby player. He goes, ran into him. Literally, I, I'm not joking with you. He's cocking my forehead. I said, who was he? He goes, I don't know. He's down to South Africa. And at the time, it was, would have been John Klein. I went, oh, oh, Christ, he's like six, seven, six, eight, six, nine. What the fuck? He goes, I know. His his cock was right there. I didn't know where to look. And then he was being polite because he knew I was in the <laughs> panto. And he had, you know, and he's like, oh. But it was like this meeting of two worlds that should have never met. <laughs> Different species of people. Different species of people. Literally. Like, I, I remember I like I was doing a, uh, uh, an ad thing in Tolman Park. And I met John Klein on the way out, on the way back in Cork. And I was just blown away by just the literal size of this guy and how he made me feel like a, like a, a small little child, little a baby mass. man. Just a mass of like, human. Like, it's not just what? tall. It's but the now, mass. Now there's lads over in the tennis court over here who are kicking a ball and throwing a basketball. I'm just like, what? These guys are 14. And like, the guys look like they're 6'2", six, 6'3". Six, and it's just like, what in the name of God is going on? Tom, and remember just, those frozen pizzas? Those mini frozen pizzas. Yes. That, you know, they had the nutritional value of the same bag they came in. And we loved those as kids. They were not helping us grow. Kids nowadays are eating shit that helps them grow. You know what I mean? Like they're eating, there's probably some GMO in it too, just saying. But they're eating healthy shit. And there's actually a conscious level to actually, you know, there's the piss we were eating, like Angel's Delight, guarantee you, that has taken 10 years off all our lives. Oh, yeah. like smoking 20 a day. It's like what, what's in Angel Delight? It's like I couldn't tell you. I could tell you that it tasted nice. Yeah, it was delightful, and I felt angelic. That's all I know. But, I've had this stuff since in recent time, 
on a TV shoot, we were filming a thing and they had Angels Delight for this retro moment. And I went, oh, the butterscotch. I used to love that. Ugh. Fuck me. Burn everything. Burn my why, head. Why does this taste like poison? Why does this taste <laughs> like fucking sadness? This is like, it was disgusting. But it was my hummus and avocado palate now had fucking couldn't deal with this shit. Ruined avocado toast. It's a, it's why I don't have a house and it's why I can't enjoy it. <laughs> it's why you but, have to give up the cocaine. I know. <laughs> <laughs> my 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 dad is 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 shorter. I I ended up being much taller than my father. He's around five foot three. But he has a theory as to why he was short. Thanks. Because he played in a country and Irish band when he was younger. When he was 13, okay. he was in a band. And he reckons because he didn't get any sleep, he turned from being somebody who should have been my height into somebody who was his height. And he resents it. <laughs> he was out playing every night, earning money yeah, for you. That's, that's, <laughs> ah, that's pretty. That's pretty good fucking rock. When other kids were dicking about, he's in a pub playing fucking music. Come on, out in, out in the dance halls of the day, going around the place playing the playing the country and Irish songs. Everybody's playing the same music, yeah. going around. Yeah, tell you what, I wish I had slept more. I resent that I'm not taller because it would make it easier. To not be bald. Yeah, I mean, well, then you do end up doing stupid shit with your hair, like growing, you know, cutting a mullet in. You know, like there's. I had. It actually looks good. I had. If I could grow a mullet, and it's the only hair I could grow, I would grow a mullet. Oh, I hate. I I hate being bald. Yeah, you've got a great shaped fucking head, though. I'm lucky enough, but it's the thing is, my head looks okay from the front. My problem is, is I've got an alien head. It's well, have you? Give us a look. Way wider. Ah, that's look not at the bad. fucking side. Look at the size of it. No, I've seen Sigourney Weaver try and hunt hunt down some of my friends. Are you fucking <laughs> joking me? That's but, not uh, bad. But th- there are guys who've got the. It looks like they've got a face in the back of their head because of the way their skull is back there. Yeah, I that, that is not that. a good look. And I've got I've got a two really bad dents and a really bad dent on this side, and it looks fucked up. Like we're talking tectonic plate shit. Like when I do shave my head, so it's it's small children scared get scared and stuff. So it it's not all that. But I think he's right about the sleep thing because he like our chap has grown at a fucking rate of knots, and I, I can say this to you because you're not a middle aged mother. He sleeps 13 hours a night, solid every night, and sleeps two hours of a nap. I had to wake him up this morning. I had to wake him up. I had to go down to him at half nine. So you this guy's going to be, he's going to be six foot ten, this dude. He's already three <laughs> foot at 21 months. And he's just waking up, hair up on the side of his head. He's like, the fuck are we getting up for? I'm like, because it's fucking all hours of the day. Come on, get up. And he's like, all like, right, I suppose I'm up. He literally, he'll be pulling you out of the bed by the time he's four years of age. It's, it's ridiculous. Get out here. But I, I, you say, and I, I said this on stage briefly when I was a night, we were on a lineup with myself, Deirdre Kane, and I can't remember who else is on with it. Sharon Mannion. And there was a lot of wine drinking ladies of their mid forties. And I was talking, I went, I don't know what the fuck you're all bitching about. Kid won't fall asleep. Stop being dickheads. Your kid's going to be... I've just poking the bear for the fucking laugh. And people chuckled along a bit. We had... It was some new material I was trying on it whatnot. Came off. Show went fine. At the at the end of the show, Deirdre came over to show us. I'm going to give you a, a word of advice there. <laughs> Get out of the property right now because there'll be going to be an onslaught of wine-riddled fucking mid-40-year-old women who hate you right now because your child sleeps. I'm just telling you. 
<laughs> and she was right before I got anywhere. At least three or four women came over to us. So what did? And like that, they went after me for fucking because and but that's the time people grow is when they're sleeping. I can, and I ain't no, I, like I said, ain't no rocket surgeon. But apparently, you grow when you sleep. You know? Children these days sleeping too often. They weren't out painting sheds at the age of two years of age like I was. Inhaling See? fumes from that paint. Yeah. I'm getting to the point now of geriatric millennial where I can start saying that everybody has it soft except me. <laughs> everybody had it soft except me. I can't. I'm the hardest dumb boy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> oh, did I tell you what? Did you see that video? Uh, it was of a Munster press conference of a few weeks back. I may have, was it with Graham Rountree? It was with Graham Rountree. It was one of the first kind of half viral videos where I was there when it happened. Which bit? Uh, there was a bit where it was one of those press conferences for doing players and coaches, which yeah. are like, I, I don't like, I, I love being involved in them because it, it gives me validation for the yeah. job that I've chosen to do. But the, the actual things themselves, like it's just, you know, people ask questions and there's a you know generic enough all answers or whatever else in this brand. So we were all talking away and like it's it's like this, it's like Microsoft Teams. So whenever you talk or whatever, you have your, your video on or whatever. Yeah. I learned early on, take your video off. One, it slows down the audio for everybody else. But two, if you've got to go do anything or something like that, you can just fuck off and do it. You don't have to yes. be just like, oh, I'm turning it off now and making it look like something's going on. Other people haven't learned this lesson. So we were doing the, the Microsoft team things. It was going and it was getting onto the embargoed section for the press conferences, which right. is where you cannot reveal any of this stuff on the internet until it's been in the papers. They will get very sniffy. Right. Yes, yeah, they will yeah, get yeah. very sniffy if you do this. Because I did this before and got called up on it immediately. Immediately. What <laughs> what did you release? Oh, well, there was a press conference around the start of the year. And I remember I I up until this point had not been involved in these pressers. I had been allowed into the games in the press area which i thought was just great like <laughs> what a scam for me to be allowed in in, in, the, in the press area but getting into the press conferences that had never happened for me not while you know pre-covid because I, I wasn't in limerick so uh when i was allowed in onto these everybody's now doing these virtual ones it's great so i'm allowed in i'm allowed to ask questions it's great it's cool i use the audio on, on my site it's brilliant so, um, like, I, I had the audio on myself for a lot longer, but uh, I, this is the first time I'd been actually involved myself. So, anyway, when you're on there, you can see all the journalists coming up, like Jerry Thornley and all these other dudes are showing up there. It's like, oh, fuck, that's Jerry Thornley. And it's just like, you're looking at it. So, so that, that, that's all cool, seeing all these people in person. So, anyway, I'd been on this now for a number of months at the stage. They're just kind of boring that you just do them, you get them out of the way. Everybody has this attitude of, well, I'm just getting this out of the way kind of thing. So yeah, yeah, everybody's yeah. doing it. So anyway, there's this guy and I don't know what his name is, but he's on there. And like the people who are listening to this in the audience, I won't be able to see it, but he has a look where he's kind of like this in the camera, where he's right <laughs> up next to the camera, right? So he's, <laughs> so he's talking away and you can see him waiting. So it gets onto the embargo section. Now, I made the mistake of um, I, somebody had said something about John Hodness, who is down from around here, yep. West Cork Mafia. He's Tank. somebody who they said could well be involved in European Cup rugby. So I'm excited about this. I'm like, oh shit. And I, 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 tw I tweeted out. Um, and then I, I, I get pulled up by someone from a rep from the, the Rugby Writers Association, Jeez, got onto the press officer like that, saying, that's embargoed. So I'm just like, I deleted it. It's just like, sorry, I, I just. I wasn't concentrating. Yeah. 
I fucked up, whatever. So anyway, that was one of those things. You treat something from an embargo section, whatever. They won't be happy. So anyway, this is going on and on and on for a number of months. So anyway, we have my guy here who's right up here. To <laughs> and he's very, very close. So it's getting onto the embargo section and there's, they're, he's in the middle of quite a long and rambling question to Graham Rountree, who Graham Rountree is the soundest fucking dude. He's so polite. Doing these things. He is the nicest guy going. Um, he was, I, I remember he put me over so much on one of those uh, live things where I was just like, uh, hi, Graham, uh, Tom here from Tierra King. He's just like, what? The Tom? <laughs> Like, I think I heard that one. Yeah, it was probably, it's just like, but he's nice. he's he's like with the lads from Potholes and Penguins as well. He's so fucking genuine. It's ridiculous. Like, oh, he's a he's a great guy, great guy, and great character, great way about him. Fantastic coach. So anyway, when you ask Graham a question, his answers are usually like fairly like, you know, uh, I remember asking him one time about something that Stephen Larkham had said about the the young forwards, and he was just like, well, what would he know about? What would he know about forwards? Yeah. How do you know about that? You know, joking away, yeah. kind of stuff, great stuff. Anyway, so anyway, this guy was asking quite a long, asking quite a long way question. <laughs> and again, he was right up here. And as he's talking away, you can see a cast starting to walk across the oh, screen beautiful. right in front of the camera. And doesn't he catch the cast and fuck the cat over his shoulder <laughs> mid-sentence? And I'm looking at this going, what the fuck is happening here? And he just continues on. And there was, the, the best thing was, this was recorded and it ended up being leaked out afterwards. I'm not sure how it ended up getting leaked because this was one of the times where there wasn't a whole lot of people on the call because there'd been a whole problem letting people into the room for whatever reason because of an update with Microsoft Teams. So the, the, the one time the video had been sent around to everybody, this happened on it. And there was a guy who was in the thing as well. And you, they, they, you won't be able to see this if you're listening in on audio. But when this happened, the guy saw him, he was like, because, you know, Microsoft Teams, there's a guy in the big picture and then there yeah. might be two people. And your man just kind of has a reaction where his eyes just kind of go <laughs> like that. He's just after seeing what the fuck happened. And I was just like, I was there for this. And it ended up going kind of somewhat viral on on like on Facebook because I think somebody had gotten it to uh, Barry Murphy in, in Potholes and Penguins. And um, it ended up going viral for a bit on Facebook. But it's tremendous getting the cat just fucking it you over his shoulder. Did he get to answer him? I don't think I don't think Graham even actually spotted what happened because he, 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 he finally got to the point of the question. It was a long enough old rambling old question. Didn't really make a whole lot of sense. But like by the time he got to the end of it, everybody was just like, "What the fuck does that happen there?" And I'm thinking, "Did, did that happen?" <laughs> Do I need to take my fucking pills again? No, I'm fucking. That's did everybody see that cat? <laughs> yeah. Oh, thank Christ! Thank oh Christ. my God, <laughs> we're okay. We're okay. I was nearly on the phone over to the hospital. <laughs> Can't let you go anywhere without asking you, because uh, I mean, Jesus Christ, there's players. Nobody knows more about fucking rugby, Irish rugby, especially monster rugby, especially than you. Um, no hope in the fucking Rainbow Cup. Fucking Ospreys did his near favors. Yeah, yeah they didn't know. What's after happened to fucking Benetton? Test those cons for fucking steroids. They're so <laughs> fucking ridiculous. Hold on, lads. All of a sudden, you're getting fucking your trousers pulled down forever, and they bring out the rainbow cup are they not testing for this or so what the fuck or is nobody taking him them seriously well in in my kind of wankerish kind of uh rugby stuff over the year i was saying that benetton are probably the best zero win team i'd ever seen <laughs> right yeah, in yeah, the yeah. pro 14 all season long all four and, codes, no um, 
in fairness as well, they did have a much lighter schedule than than Munster, for example. Yeah, like okay, they, yeah. they played Zebra twice, which is like which was ten points for them. I mean, Zebra are better than what people think they are as well, but like you know, that ended up being a great start for them. So ten cheap enough points there yeah. from there. You know, Connacht shut over, and you know, uh, you know, again, I think Munster would have beaten Connacht if they hadn't, you know, given them fourteen points for absolute free. Um, but yeah, other than that, like it's just it's it's a disappointing end of the season with no trophy. But I, th- I think it was Johan van Kroon was saying it the other day. This has just been a mad season. Like it's every never, tournament that everybody was in changed format at least once <laughs> before yeah. the time was finished. Yeah. So it's like you're going to have four Champions Cup games. Actually, no, you're only going to have two. And there's going to be a double-legged quarterfinal. Actually, there's not. There's not going to be that. <laughs> there's going to be a round of sixteen. It was just very, very difficult. We're going to change some rules uh, to the actual game that you train all your life. We're going to change some of those rules too, by the way. Just, you know, just oh, if that's okay. Now there's a captain's challenge. So yeah. we spend the majority of the game like it's fucking CSI referee. The fella fucking looking at it and kind of going, did that bounce off his arse or was that off his hand? Yeah. And it's just like, let's get into the detail on this, lads, and make sure yeah, I, I, we're I, making the right decision. I picked like, up on the, on the, the absolute bollocks it was dragging out around until one evening. Like, it was Billy, Billy Holland was standing there and he was like, you know, being interviewed after match, he goes, it's dark. Jesus Christ, we're not there about four hours, have we? What's going on? It was, I've never heard a player reference how long they've been out the pitch before. Uh, like, but, you know, like, I think with, with the, the, the game as it is, I think the more people that we can get in from West Cork or from different areas, I think the better it'll be for the game in the country. I think the likes of a Gavin Coombs, um, who is the biggest bull of a young fella I've ever oh seen. My. And the genetics they must have. Like, aren't his first cousins the lads who are rowing? Yeah. Those fucking legendary roars. Jesus Christ, get some of those chromosomes, lads. Get like, some. These like. boys, like, I sure I remember watching Gavin Coombs when he was playing with Banding Grammar and the, the size of this dude then. And like, seeing him coming up since, like, it's no surprise at all. Like, I remember writing an article a couple of years ago about this guy saying, like, this guy's the fucking truth, this fella. Yeah. And he is an animal. Like, the, some of the stuff he was doing this year, like, the, the, it was the coolest shit, like, rugby. Coolest shit is, ever, like. Is that you do cool shit You're like, playing rugby. Yeah. I think he was, it was actually the game I was at live. It was one of the coolest bloody things I've ever seen live in a rugby game, where right down behind you there on the screen, yeah, uh, he picked a ball off the back of a scrum and then just ran through three or four fellas right up to the try line with lads hanging off him. And it's like, this is the coolest thing I've seen on this pitch in some time. And I'm a, it was a sickener. There wasn't one fucker there except cardboard cutouts in the crowd looking at it. Coolest shit going. And then you've a lad like John Hodnett as well, fella from Ross Carbon over the road. There's lots of these lads. He reminds me a here. lot of a young Sean O'Brien. He can shift oh, yeah. like him. Only he's, he's got a better sidestep than Sean O'Brien has. He can fucking he's, move, man. He is a tough, tough fucker as well, that guy. Yeah. I remember I bumped into him after this game. and This, this was the game after the guy took the photo with me, um, which did happen. Oh, yeah. I and, just want to talk about that. That was the game where he made, he scored a try and made a fantastic break in the first half where I swore on live on the radio, kind of going after he made it, he made a break in the first half and was just like, oh, shit. <laughs> there needs to be more of that how much more would you listen to the radio if it wasn't just these you know if people were genuinely gone sweet Jesus Christ oh. it, everybody loves the way the Aussie guys do it you know what I mean they're just like 
saying to Dan, Dan, he's now dangerous in climate control. Yeah, all right. You know, it's ridiculous. But I think this sh- people should be left off the leash. Nobody's getting insulted if somebody goes, oh, shit. Yeah, you know like, I, like I'm, I'm, I'm a fan first. Like, the thing is, I am biased. Like, I let, like, right at the front door, look, I have my opinions. I try to be fair, but I am biased. And I know I'm biased. Yeah. So when I have, when, like, those moments at the game where I see somebody doing something cool, I can't stop going, whoa, fucking, you know, that, yeah. like, I, I love that stuff. But meeting John Holland after that game, he's just very softly spoken guy, but just the air of toughness of him. Yeah. That War. There's War. a tough fucker here. War. This is the guy, like, he probably would, would have been shooting like some Mike Collins back in the day. Absolutely. If he didn't have that, he'd be out there fucking looking for a scrap. Them fellas need that war. You know? And there's a couple of more of these lads coming up as well from West Cork. The mafia is getting bigger. There's a yeah. lad here, Keen Hurley, coming up. Uh, he's six foot five. He's a back row player. He is. Uh, he used to play in South Africa. He's a young fella. Like he, he's like his parents are Irish. He grew up in South Africa, moved here, and he is a tough boy as well. Another fellow I think is going to be a big player for Munster going forward. Christ, how big is that Keenan Knox? Keenan Knox is like a fridge with eyes. He's unbelievable. Have you, seen, have you seen this guy in person? I No, I haven't. I, I can't wait to see him in person. He's I lit. was at a game in Cork, I think it was. And I happened to be walking in at the same time as himself and as, as Ben Healy, a tip man. Yeah. He's another huge fella. Six He's a big three, man, yeah. Big dude. Um, I was walking in at the same time into the press area because I went. I, I was thinking, I'm going to walk down through the fucking tunnel. I'm not going walking on the back. I'm going to go through the fucking <laughs> Damn tunnel. Fucking right, yeah. And I did. So I walked in through the tunnel to get into it because I had to go in and get the fucking good chicken curry sandwiches before Donald Lennon fucking nabbed a lot of them. <laughs> so I went in there to get him. When I was coming back out, I was thinking, I'm going to come back out the fucking tunnel now as well. I'm not going to run the back. So raise I go your, out. Did you raise your arms at any point too? Oh, come on. When I was coming out of the thing, I was yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just high five and virtually high five kids. Point, pointing up into the stands of imaginary people and just like, yes, <laughs> there you are. We did it. So I was coming out through the, through the tunnel anyway. As I was coming around, Keenan Knox was uh, one of the traveling reserves for that game. And this was a year or two ago. So he's bigger now. He's bigger again. Yeah. He walked out and it's like, again, it's a bit like it kind of, if you can imagine a wardrobe kind of falling down the stairs, but in control. Yeah. And it's just like, how is this like guy? Beauty this and the Beast, the wardrobe that could actually really dance <laughs> and and fuck you up. Yeah, fuck you. <laughs> like this guy, <laughs> scrummage this like guy a comes down. Champ. <laughs> he is you like a huge human being. Other guys are tall, and that's very impressive. But like, I'm about the guys who are like fucking wide. Yeah, where these, yeah, like, oh yeah. I want to be able to play these, handball off my fucking rugby players. These big fucking guys here who you could be just like, how is this guy this huge, this wide? He is so huge. And he's, again, he's, a, he's a young fella now next year. Roman Salanoa is another massive human being as well. I saw I him there. There's no surprise with the, with the Hawaiian and Polynesian lads sometimes because you're like, Jesus, Mary and Joseph. Like, I've seen the I'd be, rock. I'd, I'd be surprised I've seen the rock. I'd be surprised if somebody, if a, 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 a kind of a, a Hawaiian guy and he wasn't huge. I'd be just yeah. like, well, why aren't you huge? You should be huge. Why what are you not? What happened? Yeah. Like, this guy is the fucking, they call him the big oose. He is fucking huge, this dude. And it's like, that's the cool thing about rugby. Big guys running around slapping meat. <laughs> Meaty men slapping meat. Who doesn't this want to see we slapping see. meat? Just the sound of slapping meat. Like, yeah. Everybody's going it. on about like, I want to play. Oh, I want to see like passing and running rugby and all this other yeah, kind of stuff. Man. Big meaty men. Slapping into each other yeah. over and over again. 
that's what I want to see that on a road sound, field. That sound of flesh hitting flesh. Bang. Bang. At full fucking Bang. tilt. Like if I only want to see the ball moved out wide if it means that somebody's going to run into a bigger collision. That's, yeah. the, that's the coolest shit about rugby. I'm gonna see. Like, <laughs> I, you know, I see all this stuff about like, about like, oh, like attacking patterns. And, all that. and I, I have to cover this for work. But what gets me is big dudes. How big is that dude? Absolutely fucking. <laughs> How big is that other. dude? Yeah, yeah. Like, let those dudes bash into each other and just Listen, do it over We're all again. fans of wrestling from the 90s, for Christ's sake. It's the of same course. thing. We just want to see giant. We need to see more long hair, actually, I think. More long hair, more ravishing fucking Rick Root. I, I, my, if, if all rugby players had my mustache right now, just smashing each, fucking each other up, we should maybe bring in, fuck the captain's challenge. Bring in fucking elbows. Allow elbows. You know, maybe we put a rope around the whole fucking pitch. And I think that there's a whole generation of Irish guys around your age and my age yeah. who are heavily, heavily influenced by wrestling from 1998 to 2001. And that has been a very formative experience in their life. And it has... Uh, we had Bernard Jackman on telling us about his worst gig ever for the Tom and Jerry show and Jerry McBride, a Waterford Whispers writer, my, my mate for the sh- on the show. And we Bernard on and beforehand, or afterwards, I should have said it to him before, Jerry claims to not know anything about sport. So he's just going along with this fantastic story he told us about the wheels coming off the fucking wagon with Grenoble. But afterwards, he's like, I, I should probably know about, I said, no, all you need to know is they're the modern day wrestlers. They're just giant dudes. There's some cool personalities starting to come to the fore now as cool, guys are getting cooler in front of the camera. Some cool shit is getting said. Plus, guys get to smash each other for real and there's blood. The fucking massive muscly dudes. Sometimes you see, like, it's best turns up and he's like the fucking Undertaker. Basically, he's just got the biggest pipes in the fucking... He's Hulk Hogan. He's got the biggest pipes in all of fucking world rugby. Um, the vast majority of... My success with Three Red Kings yeah. is because of professional wrestling. There you go. The vast majority. <laughs> I think we've got to the fucking bottom of it, people. All of the gimmicks that I have used successfully on Three Red Kings are from wrestling. Just another one from the bad guys is taken from the NWO from the 1990s. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I literally used the NWO music or did up until recently for my main <laughs> podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but if you think about it back then, it was the coolest shit going. And now I've looked back at it since. And look, it's still cool to me, but I could see why people wouldn't think it was cool now. Yeah. At the time, this was the coolest shit. And if you look at like the, the, the things that are successful on social media, the entire world today is pro wrestling. Yeah. Donald yeah, yeah. Trump was pro wrestling. Pro wrestling. Trash talking. You're just, you know, they've got Mean Gene beside him. He's talking to the fucking, at the pulpit. It's the same fucking thing. But it's like, all pro wrestling. Piers Morgan and guys like him they run heel gimmicks on social media yeah. and they make money using yeah. the same way that people do it. Like it's the biggest, uh, like, and I think a lot of the stuff that I've done, what I've been doing like on social media is based on wrestling. Yeah. I, tra- I try, try to get catchphrases over because if you get catchphrases over, there you go. T-shirts. There you go. Just another win. What was the, 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 the fucking, I, cause it, for, I will actually put, I'll put the link purely so people can see your extra page of all your t-shirts. The fucking, even if you're not a rugby or a monster fan, some of the phrases are absolutely. Well, there's a great one of a burger. And it's like nobody wins scrums. Oh, you, you don't. You don't. We don't win scrums with salad. Yeah, fucking beautiful. Um, there was like, but like the stuff like with the West Cork Mafia. That's all wrestling influence, like a faction in wrestling and trying to make them cool. That I'm way. gonna get the Coombs one actually. I saw the 
they got they I just I was looking I went I'm getting the Coombs one because and the give hammer. Them theme music and give them a nickname the Silver yeah. Hammer and yeah. just <laughs> Just turn it into something cool, and people will look and at he it. He does look a bit Russian too, because you have that kind of communist look about. That Anna, was the thing. And he, he does look like, like Ivan Drago. Like he, he does. does I, like know. I'm like because I've got different things that I'm planning for different players. If I can get that over, <laughs> if I can get it over with people, I can sell T-shirts off the back of that, and then try and make it going forward. Like I, I've tried different nicknames for guys before. And it just hasn't worked. Like Omani's the warlord. Like, or, like no, the, go, or the god of war. It was the war god for Peter Romani. I got that over and I can sell t-shirts. I've sold t-shirts based off that. I tried to get uh, the jackal over for Ty Byrne, but it didn't work. So I just dropped it. <laughs> so yeah. Of social media, just delete your mistakes and nobody ever needs to know you made them. They seem but to be like, called a tiger though. They seem to actually, that seems to be a thing. Somebody on the Lions was talking about it lately and they were going, they were, they were, oh, I can't wait to hang out with Tiger. It's like, Ah. Uh, oh yeah, tight. Oh. Yeah, tiger. Yeah. Right, but yes. then you have tight. You know, it's, it's a bit transferable, like between. You know. Yeah, you, you can't make that his own. Like I got the man over for for Keith Earls. Oh yeah, you did. I got that the, over. The so, Brilliant. So yeah, that, you could so see that, it. So it's like, a trend, like a trend, like the man. Yeah. And then that ended up in wrestling. Then afterwards, Becky Lynch. Yes. The she ended up, but the, the I, I did it first. <laughs> so it's like I felt it's gonna go. Oh, you're ripping off Becky Lynch. Oh yeah, actually, she ripped, she ripped me off. I think but, she may have taken something from Shania Twain. I'm just going out there. Just, <laughs> <laughs> I've just gone out there. <laughs> oh, that's so, possible. Yeah, I, it's possible. I, I owe it all to mental illness and pro wrestling. And the two things are interchangeable. <laughs> this, this, and you say you can't use a superpower. There you go. Yeah. You say you can't use a fucking superpower. You just you set me up for this. Again, set me up like a fucking wrestling fucking a whole saga. This has all been a fucking ruse. Right? <laughs> Like the Rocky story right at the beginning, I'm gonna fucking set you up, stop, and then all of a sudden show you how I'm steamrolling the fucking world. Because I I know guys who, who are staunch, staunch. Now they would be absolute fucking noses when it comes to rugby because they want to know the goss and all the rest of it. Like so, because they know I know you, I often get messaged. But I'm like, there's no fucking way I message a Tom to ask if somebody fucking did the dirt on some. I'm like, what the fuck? Oh, I would I wouldn't know any that shit. But I like, would, as in sometimes I'll know if somebody's signing. Sometimes yeah. I know that soon beforehand, but, but like, not I, always. There's no fucking way I would text you to do, like any of this shit. Cause like, hold up. First of like, all, we're grown men. I know we like fucking watching other grown men bash into each other. Like, but come on. When are we two old ones talking over a fucking washing line now? You know what I mean? When you're getting into that fucking territory, just wait and see. That's half the crack. It's just wait the and whole see. Thing, the whole thing with the fucking barbecue thing. Like I couldn't think of anything I cared about less. No, it's <laughs> other than the fact that they wouldn't be available for a game. It's just like, oh, okay. Yeah, there's oh. no, there's a, it's summertime. People are having barbecue. You know, there's almost nothing dramatic about it. It's summertime. Yeah. Shit happens. Look, they got burned, but they'll be grand. Yeah. So it's just like, yeah, like there's nothing to go on a massive witch hunt. Like, I remember I've I seen some of the comment sections on it. It's because there's going, nothing. There's nothing in anybody's lives right now. And there's, there's like, no. What were they thinking? Yeah. They wanted to make the fire bigger. <laughs> That's what, anybody dying does. Down. That's what anybody's thinking when they're putting fire in a fire pit. Or petrol exactly in a fire pit. Make they, it bigger. They fucked too much stuff on it as it was dying down. They let it go too low. They fucked too much timber on it. Went, I'm not going inside. For Where's the fucking lawnmower? Where's the... <laughs> Show me over that fucking can there. Flicked you know it. One drop on comes there. back. It's it happened like, to us all at some stage. Hey, it, it is what it is. <laughs> you know what? I've lost my, live, my fringe and my eyebrows as a result of the exact same scenario. It is you what live, it is. You live by the petrol can, you die by the petrol can. 
New, new slogan on the fucking yeah. <laughs> I'm just wondering how you're going to get to fucking play Hacksaw Jim Duggan through this hole. How are you going to get somebody to carry a piece of timber onto the fucking watch Buller? But the Hacksaw, I think, would be a good fucking name because for Ty, Ty Byrne. That would be a good one. And the thing is, like, there, there's definitely something I can do with Firestarter next year. That's something <laughs> I want to try. I probably can sell T-shirts from that as well. Like, yeah. Everybody thinks it's a rugby analysis business. It's a T-shirt selling business. Of course. <laughs> What the f- why the fuck do you think I have nine different jerseys of the ones of the one I'm wearing right now? I, it's not because I've ever a chance to play with Monster. It's because t-shirts, please. I'll have more t-shirts. t-shirts and I'm, cool. I'm about to buy the Coombs one right now because I just have to look it up. Um, the Skibberine Hammer. I can't. I can, yeah. I can't ask you for a logical fucking thing on what's going to happen because nobody knows what's going to happen. What kind of season it would be? But it's going to be a hell of a lot of fun to see the fucking South Africans having a crack. Because we'll see some big bastards then. People have no idea of the size that's coming. Yeah. Like The thing is, like you look at a team like La Rochelle and Toulouse, who have big guys in them. Yeah. And, you know, they're like they're a pretty big physical team. The Bulls are as big and as physical as any of these guys. As any of them. Yeah. So these guys are coming next year into the new rugby championship. And it is like people are going to be shocked at how good and how big the Bulls are, the Stormers are, the Sharks. These guys are huge. And like the thing is in the game, a lot of people are kind of, they can convince themselves that the game isn't what it is. That the game is about who's the biggest, meanest, strongest pack. Once you find out who that is, you'll usually see who's going to win the league that year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or the trophies that year or whatever. Like you look at Toulouse and everybody looks at Antoine Dupont, little rock goblin. They look at Roman Antimac, the handsome little fly half guy. Fantastic. Two good looking guys. I don't like it. You look at the front five for Toulouse. You look at two Arnold brothers in the second row who are six foot nine each. You look at Jota Corey, who is 20 odd stone and six foot four. You look at the, you know, Charlie Fomina and all these other guys who are guys who are north of 20 stone. This is what wins games. This is what wins. Like, and you look at their pack. The size of the fellas there, Jerome Camo, uh, Kano, Ryan, uh, Reinhardt Elstat, like six foot six back row guy, and a legit six foot six, not the house of lies, house of lies <laughs> that, that, that goes with stats with fellas around yeah. the place these days. He's a legit six six, and like that's like its size and power wins rugby games. And people have this you can you can analyze the game to death, but if you're not looking at who's got the biggest, meanest front five, then you're missing a large part of what's going to happen in the game because, like, like shit doesn't happen if your guys aren't beating up their guys. Yeah, because that's what it is. It's simple. Like, it's in like a lot of my analysis focuses on that first rather than oh, a fancy strike play, which everybody's fine. Like, who's beating somebody up in the scrum? Who's beating them up in the mall? Who's winning the collisions? Like, if you're not winning the collisions in the in the game of rugby today, you're not winning shit. You look at the you look at the Ulster match. How they were just fucking blasting like. They were a venom to how, how Munster were just blasting them off the fucking ball. And you were like, the lads couldn't catch their fucking breath. The Ulster lads were like, we are ending up five meters backwards with our fucking hole wrapped around the back of our head. Yeah, then, it's like, and then, I, I think one of the biggest things that, that I hate about the game and the way the game is covered is that people make out that that type of rugby is boring. Oh my God, you fucking joking. Lads absolutely moonsawing across each other, just fucking... <laughs> fucking spearing each other off the ground like a fucking like some sort of fucking shark it's like do you know the best game I saw recently Glasgow versus Leinster in the pro rainbow cup pro 14 rainbow cup not not, um, not because Leinster got beaten 
an end of but, season game. Yeah, look, whatever yeah. Leinster lost or whatever, I don't really think about Leinster. But you look at the um, that game. It wasn't a fantastic game where there was loads of great tries. It wasn't a high-scoring game, back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. It was a game with a lot of scraps, a lot of niggle, a lot yeah. of fighting, and a lot of tension. And it was a close game. That's what I think people look at in this modern, like in, in the game, what people are missing. They don't want fantastic, free-flowing attacking rugby for the most part. When rugby was at, a, was, was at its most popular, when Munster were winning it, how were we playing? Were we playing massive attacking rugby, slinging the ball, offloading? We Not at all. Teams out the fucking gate, up front. John Hayes, Paul O'Connell, Donegal Callahan, Jerry Flannery, beating fellas out the fucking gate physically. Win that, and you will win games. And we loved it. Yeah. And yeah. we loved it. Yeah, because they we they we we were they were living our wars for us. You know, we were going. That's my fucking fucking. That's my guy. That's my guy right there, beating the shit out of another big meaty looking fucker. Yeah. Oh, these English lads coming over. They think yeah. they're going to win here, do they? Yeah, 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 yeah. It's a fucking wrestling one oh one. You better think the fuck again. And that's yeah. the and like and that was the coolest shit about it. And that's what brought a lot of people on was not free-flowing attacking rugby. It was kicking the fucking ball, mauling teams to death, going around the corner, beating them up. That's what people want to see. Yeah. Entertaining rugby is great to some people. I'm sure somebody loves it. But for me, I love forward collisions, big hits, mauling. That's where the money is in the well, game. I mean, they, they, I, you know that they're going to have, they want to expand the game to the, you know, the fair weather fan who just wants to show up, say, loads of tries. Can we make actually the pitch wider? Could we? Can we make the pitch wider? Because I have some foie gras Now, I won't take up any, because I know you have a program for tomorrow night's match uh, to fucking write against the final game I of do. the season against Zebra. It's I like do. You, I just reminded you of that. Yes. Uh, <laughs> give everybody a shout out to Best Place because your Patreon. I you're the, you're the only person I've ever interviewed where I'm actually a Patreon on yours as well. So this is the fun. But is it's the best place because there's so much fucking content coming out. It's yeah, and the thing is, I I I I try to have as little bullshit on there as possible. Is oh, my, it's tight. My, it is, is my tight. main my main um aim. So uh, yeah, patreon.com forward slash tree right kings is where I do the majority of my stuff. You can be there two euro, five euro, ten euro a month. You can get yearly deals with a month off um, or with a month free. So um, yeah, that's on there or Twitter at uh, Twitter slash or at the Twitter is on there. people trust me, the gifts and the fucking the gifts and just the, the media content just go to tom's three red kings and just go click on the media and just go down through it there's some and just understand i'm working a heel gimmick on there most yeah of them. it's fucking hilarious <laughs> so the and but also you just do this asshole thing every so often and i you i know what you're up to you're just pulled drawn about where like you'll somebody will draw up you know it'll be a a penalty kick or whatever and it'll just sail and it'll be like this Celine Dion my heart will go on and all of a sudden oh, yeah. bah, 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 and it's just this siren playing fucking Celine Dion's and it's the most horrific sound but it's like yeah it's just it's, being... it's an air horn version of my heart will go on by Celine Dion it's and fucking I just horrific it. it's brilliant I get some lovely wriggling lads in there every now and then kind of going oh are you serious you think this is so cool oh brilliant it's just like come no. on now no. working a gimmick my boy <laughs> Tom Savage, this has been fucking brilliant. Thank you Thank so, you so much. much. Thank you Cheers, for having dude. me on. And my thanks again to Tom. Fantastic stuff. So like he said, get follow him on uh, 3redkings.com or 
you know you can catch up on anything on Twitter at Three Red Kings you won't be sorry have a look at some of the gear how good was that story how good was that life story talk about pulling yourself back out of it just when you thought they were out there put I mean incredible stuff brilliant I apologise for the opening uh, sound of this I am such an idiot when I did the uh, very very beginning of it yes it was in fact my webcams microphone the new webcams microphone and not my actual microphone so I'm talking to my microphone like an absolute idiot my apologies for that if it was a bit on the rough side for the intro but look at we'll get through it people it's not too bad thank you all very very much for listening you know what to do like share subscribe if you can leave a comment because there will be a big tasty prize for a top comment when we hit the 200th episode so you know the story share it if you want to join the patreon you know you can see watch today's video you get ad free content you get all the early access to everything and now you get ramble pods which are exclusive to patrons and you get to jump on board with the live ramble pods every couple of weeks so look at Lads, I can do no more for you. I hope you enjoyed the hell out of that. Go on away, enjoy the lovely weekend, and I'll talk to you again on Monday. Good night, God bless, thanks. Thanks.